everyone, and welcome <laughs> to Table Stories Darkfire with your yeah. host, Pumpkinberry. Take it away. Take it away, Pumpkinberry. Oh, no. You're hosting today. Come on, yep. you're the host. Good job today. It's on you. Um, right. So Six months. No one gets to do shout outs. We're just diving right into the show. No, okay. no, no. So, uh, 19. You are. Oh, God. No, no, I can't do this. I can't I'm do kidding. This. I'm kidding. We're not really. Okay. <laughs> oh, that just stresses me out. <laughs> I like, need a moment are to come in there. Shout out, John? I, I am only here to get more clout. <laughs> That's all he's here for, yeah. On Twitch. That good that good old prime D D clout. The clout, dude. Hardcore D D clout. Uh, no. We do this for the fun. What? I mean, you're, you're only giving yourself 70%, all right? It's yeah. not even that. Like, you're... Why Why would you do that, Wag? Why? why? The, the stuff? You know, you, know you have a certain number of... Yes. I've seen you the emotes are too good. <laughs> yeah. You I would can probably give yourself a free one, a free sub you for life. You definitely can. You definitely can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, I didn't know about we can talk that. Talk about you that another even... time. Wow. I can, I can tell you guys about that. You can yeah, give yeah, yourself free subs. I didn't know that. Well, so many, every so many subs you get, you get up to three in your lifetime, and you have to have a certain amount of sub to get each one. So it's like five hundred subs gets you one, thousand subs gets you one, fifteen hundred gets you one, or some shit like. Wait, that. I'm Whoa. sorry. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. At least that's wow. what it was like two years ago, because I have two people that have lifetime subs from my channel. So, wow. Yeah. Well, we need to get our sub numbers up then, Tiger. <laughs> yep, you heard it. You heard it first, chat. First one to give him ten subs right now gets a free lock of my hair. Oh my god! What? And it's all freshly cut as well. Look freshly that. cut hair. Freshly. He's not even going to tell you where on his body it's from. Oh, yeah, no, it's not going to be from my head. I'm going to get. Well, it's going to be from a head, but not you know. You're going to get a lock of arm hair, forearm Ugh. hair. Ugh. Do you That's have forearm nice. hair, Tiger? Uh, barely. I I'm not that hairy. You, that well, thing. you also have tattoos too, so like mm -hmm. a lot of it's a lot of it's shaved. Nope, I don't shave my arms anymore. You never shaved it for the tattoo. I used to a long time ago when I was like a teenager and like a young adult. The hair is trapped by the colors of the tattoo. Jesus Christ! <laughs> That's how it works, right? <laughs> I want it to work that way. <laughs> Just covers it up. What if I get them like lasered off and all of a sudden I'm just a fucking beast? Just, oh. just hairy as shit. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, well, uh, hello everyone. Welcome to the stream. Um, another week of. Oh my god. Yeah! Um, I'll DM you my mailing address, Tiger. <laughs> oh shit! I think I'm flattered right now more than anything. PB, PB just threw. 10 gifts in the uh in the in the chat in the uh, gift subs for uh, those of you watching right on VOD or full screen or some shit. I was terrified someone was going <laughs> 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 um, to have those locks. <laughs> now you I expect to see I want to see it tweeted when it arrives PB. Oh my god. The, let the, us know what <laughs> Speaking of tweeting, I'm gonna tweet this shit out right now. Like, oh my god! I what does that smell like? Is that what you said? Why? Sick. Brad's always wanted to know. No, I said that. Oh, you said that? God damn. Well, there we go. So, welcome to the stream, people in the in the world. Today. 
we will uh we will find out this this um this episode has a uh a working title which often changes i usually name it something jesus don't say man. <laughs> i mean i sort of want some arm hair too if you don't mind doubling the offer <laughs> wait do we john sandman for those of you watching want... on youtube no. just drop well, 500 yeah, subs in the chat <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh There's the clout I need, Brad. There it is. He just dropped oh, yeah. 500 subs in chat. I tell uh, people that you real. bought. I tell people that you bought 10 Teslas that day that you bought a Tesla. But <laughs> 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 I bought 10. Yeah. Dude, my dad got like sort of mad at me. He was not really mad at me, but he was just Give like, "I'm a fucking Tesla." So his his thing was, why get one Tesla when you could get us like two Camaros? <laughs> that was his oh. thing. <laughs> He's like, well, I spend the money on one car when we can both have a Camaro. I was like, Dad, I care about the dad's face yeah. and reaction in my voice. In my you head. know how my dad, like, he's yeah. very, like, talky and, like, he's just like, I, I don't get it. I don't get it, man. Tell your dad to get a damn job and buy his own Tesla. <laughs> buy his own Camaro. That's what oh, I'd say. Dude. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, John Sandman, thanks for the 500 subs. Yeah, anytime, uh, man. No, 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 no big deal. <laughs> just like squish my hopes and dreams, John. Just be like, no, oh, I did ten. Oh, I'm gonna drop five hundred. Five hundred. <laughs> I didn't really drop five hundred. Everyone on YouTube. All right, it was only ten too. Oh, PB, don't, so don't do it. YouTube, you should know that John is lying through every tooth he has. Uh, no, I felt bad. I felt like people would be like, damn, five. How much would that be? Five hundred subs. A lot of money. It's twenty-five hundred dollars. Four ninety nine times five hundred. I wouldn't even make a dent for John Sam, man. You could do that. You could do that five times in. That's you could do that on every channel. Two thousand four hundred ninety five bucks. Oh my yeah. god! You could get a lot more than a lock of hair for that. You could do that. In, you could do that. You could do that in a hundred. How many crates is that in Rocket League? Cool. Like five. <laughs> Didn't you just open like six hundred crates in Rocket? No, I I got a bunch of crates. Uh, so PB, be careful. Because um, John will buy your house and uh, and sell it and evict um, you and evict you. Out. And evict you. I'm gonna He's raise the rent double. He's done it before. You try to move. I'm gonna buy that place yeah. and make the rent double. Oh my god! Be nice to me today. <laughs> this is what YouTube money does to you. It twists your mind. <laughs> if you get you, that, the, you go from lawful good to like true neutral maybe or lawful evil i guess lawful evil i will uh, always be lawfully good okay uh always. so <laughs> D &D. yes i guess here we are once again i uh, gave this the working title of aftermath um Ooh. whoa just to just to give you some uh some some idea of just how much fucking shit you guys are in um i feel Ooh, like we got a little fan art too uh inorganic phosphate just posted the the uh fight scene uh no. with 19 and rin in the uh versus the doors no where's this in the fan art fan fiction oh my table story in the fan fiction table story i'm going there right now i want to see this shit. for the for the record everybody on our discord is, wow. is awesome oh damn oh damn. that's a that's fucking exactly melee right looked. there where is this at fan art <laughs> why can't i find it Rin breaking down that right. door. Holy shit. That is exactly how it looked in my head too. Nice head cannon. Um, 
the uh the discord is off I'm the so chain big. the dark the dark <laughs> the dark fire discord is off the chain it's awesome throughout the entire week people are discussing things all the time and i love it i love it i love um, when we get people that have been watching on youtube and then they come in and then they're just they throw in yeah it's great it's oh, so cool it's really neat the the youtube like vod kids who have to watch this like two days later at a completely different time uh you're out there i'm always aware of you that's why i'm always shouting out what's happening in the chat when john's dropping 500 subs or evicting pb yeah. <laughs> when pb's screaming at, uh, at the eviction on. notice that comes in uh that's why um so holy crap to give you guys he's just bought another 10 teslas <laughs> <laughs> what they're only they're only 2.6 million each i'm gonna get 10. Um, why would you get 10 when you can get 50 camaros why would you get 10 when you can get 55 camaros john's there like dad you idiot i got you 55 camaros and 10 teslas and i got 55 for myself and 10 for myself uh, and it didn't even make a dent. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> to be so, that rich would be insane. It could yeah. be Brad soon with his new G Fuel sponsor. I know, dude. Brad, you're blowing up in front of us, man. Please Sorry? don't change. Don't change. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Is that fucking water? Uh, it, is. <laughs> it is. I've had so much G Fuel for the last two days. I can't see. Um, <laughs> the. Uh, the, let me talk about the game. Let's play the game. So, um, uh, I want to play some D&D. That was some uh, good banter. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, last time on, um, on Darkfire, y'all, um, well, 19 wandered off in the previous episode, um, when you guys went and visited the king and you did all your stuff and the things, um, you read the books and, uh, and then 19 wandered off and we found out kind of where he went. He found another warforged who was kindled, which means they're, uh, aware sentient because they're kind of like robots for a while and then they come to life. Um, and they're fully sentient and alive and, um, the... Uh, the other Warforged was named Heavy. He was one of the first kindled. He's been kindled for 10 years, which is a really long time compared to 19's um, month. Uh, and he is part of another adventuring party. Anyone remember the name? Because I don't. The awesome, amazing, fantastic group or something like that? Correct. The Wild Wonder Adventuring Group. Um, made up of Heavy. Jan Fire, who is a halfling ranger, Yalfi and Bamanos, who are young rogue types, and uh, nineteen uh, kind of Close. spoke spoke with them, and fuck you, noodle, <laughs> and uh, somewhat recruited heavy to his side because nineteen knows now that he's in um, a very deep pot um, of feces with uh, the blood grip kind of. Mm. crime syndicate of they're, they're kind of like a roguish group of, of thieves and um, bandits and they operate out, out of an armory so uh, Heavy agreed to help you in what you expected to be a duel just a nice fair duel <laughs> um, the next day at John's farm and uh, Janfire, Yalfi and Bamanos kind of came around to the idea and said that they were going to help you too um, you, met, you all met up, you kind of said hello you met the other characters most of which were drunk or hung over after drinking and um 
you sort of came to the agreement that the next day you'd all go and and deal with the blood grips and Telchul blood grip in particular who's the leader of this um group known as the blood grips um 19 decided instead of going to sleep because he kind of doesn't need sleep he would go and visit john and warn john on his on his farm that that was where this was going to take place john of john's farm is uh 19 sort of surrogate father in a way he took him in when 19 was first kindled um like a, a month or so ago a little over a month ago and uh gave him kind of a job and sort of gave him an idea of how the world works and then 19 left on a car and then became involved in the first episode that we saw um when 19 arrived however there were a couple of people working in the fields that uh 19 knows that were guards that john employs just to keep an eye on the fields overnight make sure no goblins orcs or thieves are coming in and screwing things up um you approach the house where john lived and there was there's a little kind of a group of houses john's house was suspiciously quiet no lights you and uh Bamanos entered and found that everybody in there had been murdered most of them with daggers in their backs um and there was uh uh john as well the owner of the farm uh was also murdered and he had a note that was most likely for 19 anyone remember what it said you can't win <laughs> yeah you can't win you can't win and uh 19 then uh ate the note, ate the note found out i uh, went outside um the the other members of john's farm that weren't um that not everybody there was murdered it was just like one house with a handful of people in um and uh then 19 met up with some of the other people on the farm who recognized him after a moment as 19. And uh, that was pretty much where we ended the session. And not quite where we're going to pick up with today's episode. We are now going to travel 30 years into the future. I'm kidding. Um, I've done it a couple of times before. So <laughs> I shouldn't tease that stuff. There's, there's no guarantees that I won't do that at some point um that's great (laughs) we'll see uh no we're gonna we're gonna pick up um (laughs) a few hours later it has been some hours um iridir and drift you uh have been asleep for long enough that you can have a long rest um rin i don't know if you needed one but you have the benefits of a long rest in fact all of you have had the benefits of a long rest probably except for 19 uh because i imagine 19 has not been too sleep um yeah i haven't but i was full up anyway so i'm good and uh it was most important for iridir because he was kind of under the effects of a potion basically that um left him with like a super mega uh um crazy drunken oh no you would you would you had the potion and then you had the hangover and then you drank on top of that and realistically right now you should be just feeling so bad so bad that you probably like you like you would open your eyes a shaft of light coming in the room would sting them you'd immediately be sick and it'd feel like someone had hit you on the head with a hammer but that isn't the case Quite frankly, simply because 
you are Iridir, and I know for a fact, because of the oozing smarm, that you just get up and feel fine. What? Because that's his character. <laughs> Drift. You got a headache. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> so I have a you bad cold right now, so this is going to work perfectly. Uh, and uh, Rin, uh, assuming you're in there, you went yes. to sleep too, I think. I think everyone was yeah. getting a rest. Um, and you don't obviously need as much of a... You don't need an actual sleep. You just meditate because you're an elf. Um, but you're in there as well. The, um, the sun is rising, but I wouldn't say it's like fully risen. It is like, like peeking over the horizon and the uh the door is banging and that's pretty much what wakes you all up or snaps you out of um your uh trance um rin the there's a and it's not a heavy bang necessarily it's a little bang okay. but it's the door banging for sure okay I'll, i will get up and i will answer the door i'll it's... get up as well and just kind of like do my morning stretches and such oh good morning how are you feeling oh I'm feeling quite lovely. Good morning. Good morning. What happened? <coughs> um, he hello? What happened? I'm going to open uh, the door a bit. <laughs> it's the small, relatively thin and young form of uh, Baminos, the uh, thief boy that oh. um, you'd met last night with Janfire. You didn't actually meet Yalthi, you three, and you didn't meet Heavy, but you recognize this kid. He's kind of wide-eyed and looking at you. Um, I'm definitely naked. Things, right? Definitely naked. No, I know. I undressed you because I know you like to sleep naked. Yeah. Yeah. The kid, I think, on any Are normal day would probably um, be shocked at the nakedness or whatever. But he just, okay. he scurries in. He kind of, it, oh. it's almost rude. He kind of pushes past you, but he seems kind of harried. Oh, okay. Uh, back, back to steal more things. He closes the door, looks around, runs to the window and the owl that you had seen last night um, is uh, the white owl that belonged to Janfire is stood on the ledge outside of the closed window. And he says, oh, that, that owl, um, if you see it, you should, can you, can you, any of you speak to animals? Well, I can speak to animals. No. I don't think they really understand me, however. Oh, yes, to understand them. No. No. Unfortunately, not. Oh. Are you okay? Yeah. What's wrong? Right. Yeah. No. We it's thought. It's a lovely you owl. Usually, you, 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 we expected that you would have the ability to. Uh, okay. Why is it nineteen with you? Uh, we went to John's farm. And. Oh, the, how's John doing? Uh, he's dead. I'm sorry. What? He what? was. The knife it. in his back. Uh, there was a note. I don't know what it said. Uh, there was a few others dead as well. A couple of kids my age. Wait, wait, where's 19? Where's 19? He's at the farm. He just told me to go and get the others. So I went and got the... I went and got Janfire and Heavy. And they sent the owl. But the owl didn't come back. So I've had to come and find you. Oh. Um, I'm going to start to put on my clothes. Um... But 19 is all right. Uh, well, yeah, last I saw him, yeah. But he, he, Do you he think really, maybe he might run off in rather a very angry way? 
No, I don't think he's going to run off, but I think he's going to want to do something about this, and I don't think we're going to be able to. He loved John. John was like a dad to him. I, I understand that, but this is this is a town gang that we're talking about. We can't just we can't just walk in and expect to be able to change that. No. But perhaps we can walk in and No. Perhaps we can walk in and Hero. Hmm. What, what are you thinking about? I'm thinking that, well, what's one of the worst things that can happen to these kinds of people? Besides death. Poop on them? I'm sorry. What did you say, Drift? I'm sorry. I'm not feeling great this morning. I was saying you poop on them. You want to shit on the blood no. roof? No, no, no. I'm sorry. I I meant like poop on him, like shit, like like beat him up, break oh. their leg. Not okay. legitimately poop. Not really poop on them. Perhaps sorry. an alternative. Rin suggested uh, we take their power away. And well, what if I was able to convince? Uh, Telchul to turn himself in and perhaps implicate those that might have been involved. I... that's a... How do you propose to do that, Iro? I have my ways. I imagine you do, but what would happen after the fact? Well, I would... Hope. You think he's not going to know that we had something to do with it? I just don't see any way in which this doesn't get a hundred times worse. If we retaliate, I mean. And what are we to do? Ignore leave. our friend's hurt? Oh, yes. Nineteen will be willing to leave after horrible, bloody mayhem. Yeah, he's no, not gonna going to leave. He might not be willing to leave, but maybe you should be using your convinced powers for something good rather than... Rather than revenge. making a, a, a revenge, they killed a man. They belong they killed, they in killed jail. three men now, actually, and probably way more than that. Exactly. We should be doing our best to put them in jail. We need to stop them. We're not judge, jury, and executioner. We're not going to kill them. So, <laughs> what's the next best thing? Who, we who get them arrested. Runs, who do you think runs the police in this town? Well, I don't know. We haven't been here long enough. Are you assuming that the blood grips control everything? Not everything, but enough. Nineteen's gonna want them dead, though. He's gonna want to kill every last one of them. How do we talk him down? You know how he gets. No, but we're gonna have to work together to try to convince so him. So you to want, do you want to try to convince Nineteen that one of the only people that he's ever cared about should be forgotten. And no, leave. not forgotten. Well, that's what you're implying. No, it's not. Your memories of the person that you lose never leave you, Eero, and you know that. You don't have to extract revenge to feel anything. You can remember them and feel... Revenge isn't going to change anything except maybe make things worse. 
Maybe make the blood grips retaliate on the town even more. We're talking about 19 here, though. And we're also talking about no retribution or justice. And I don't feel right about that. I'm in. I just think 19 is young and there's a difference between justice and revenge. And I don't know if he is at a place where he can see the difference. And I think what you're suggesting that we do is not justice, but revenge. At what point do you differentiate between the two? Because I see it as justice. If we bring perpetrators of murder to a jail and have them arrested, that is justice. That is the best that we can do without assassinating these people and becoming murderers ourselves. We have no recourse here except for fleeing this place or killing them or trying to bring them to the constabulary and, and having them arrested. It's one of those three. He's right, Ren. And you're suggesting that we leave. Now, I don't think that will work. We have to think about our friend and what we can do to help him as his friends. That's what I'm doing. We just he won't to agree to run away, though. He won't. You know him. You know how he gets. We slowly have to teach him. When people kill my family, I can't run away. I want to kill every last company of masks out there. I want them all dead. Every single one. Is that revenge or is it justice? I don't care. I just want them dead. So for him, I, it being a new feeling, I can only imagine how he's feeling. Think about yourself, Grin, and what happened at Green Hill. Don't you want some sort of justice for your traveling companion, for your friend? Sometimes it's not running away, Eero. Sometimes it's biding time until the right time to strike. And I don't think the right time to strike is now. So we leave the town and then we come back at some later date. Yeah, when they least expect it, when they're feeling safe and happy and they've forgotten that we've even existed and then you cut their throats in the middle of the night. That's how you do it. I'm not going to cut anyone's throat in the middle of the night. I just don't think you know who you're dealing with. And I, I'm not saying I do. I'm not saying I know the blood grips because I don't, but I feel like I know I know groups that are similar and like-minded, and I don't think four of us can take them right now when they know to expect us. 
which is why I suggested an alternative. All right, well... Can... Can we please just keep in mind 19's state and how malleable he is to our suggestions? I feel like we can very easily set him on a path of only revenge with our influence. And I don't want to do that. Perhaps we should speak to 19 before we make any decisions. So let's make sure he's okay. Yeah. Yes. All right, I'm going to get the rest of my stuff. Are you okay? I looked to, I forget his name. I'm sorry. What's the kid's name? The kid is at the window. His name is Baminos. Um, or Baminos. Uh, Baminos? Okay. Uh, he um, he is at the window and he's fiddling with the latch. And uh, while he was kind of half listening to you for a bit, he then wandered over towards the window and he opens the window, lifts it a little and leans his, his uh, head towards where it's open and whispers to the owl. Um, you can hear him quite clearly, but he just says, Jan fire and then closes it and you see the owl take flight and he closes it again um, and turns around and says, um, okay, yeah, uh, sort of, yes, uh, I'm fine, yeah, uh, it's just a lot, I didn't expect, you know, they said that there was going to be a gang fight, war, whatever, I don't know, we don't spend a lot of time in cities, honestly. For good reason. Did you take anything while we were talking? No. <coughs> wait, wait. What? We ran into a certain vendor outside of the uh, festival. He was selling strange animals, one of which was a an owl that was able to see the future. I was gonna buy you that owl. That's very kind of you, thank you. Yeah, you seem to like really like it. I do like owls, they're very interesting. But if we, if this was something that was uh, able to see the future, perhaps we could use the owl to help us make a decision. I like it. If we can determine the best course of action through the advice of an owl that can see the future without expending any energy ourselves, I think that's, well, seems like a win-win. I don't know any owl that can tell the future. Much well, less why we can show we you. Would have it. Okay, okay, all right. We should go, though. Let, let's go to 19 first, I think. Pickpocket, are you okay to come with us, or do you want to go on your own? Uh, uh, really, I don't pick that many pockets. Honestly, I just, I take from houses, but... Uh, you, oh. uh, do you need me to so pick someone's pocket? I'm then? okay with it. If you'd like, I can work. What is it? What do you need me to steal? No. Do you want to come with us back to the farm or do you want to stay here? Oh, uh, I was just supposed to find out where you're going and then... Well, they're going to the farm anyway, so... Uh, I'm come, I'll come with you to the farm and yeah. meet up with the others. You'll be safe with us. All right. Uh, did, did you take anything from this room just now? No. I promise. Can I check my bags? I think we're all giving him the death stare right now. <laughs> can you give me an insight yeah, can, check. Can we intimidate or, him? 
Or I guess you can give me an intimidate. You didn't really say it intimidatingly, but... Okay. Two 12s from Iridir and Rain on Insight. <laughs> uh, I'm coming in with Insight as well. Eight. An eight. Uh, Iridir Rin is kind of hard to work out. This kid seems like he's possibly very good at lying, which is probably yeah. really all you get from a 12. Um, on an eight drift, you're really unsure. You can't wait, work out what's going on. He, um, But he seems like on a 12 insight outside of that, he seems more like a shaken up kid and that he's not really got his head in the game right now as well. He just shrugs and says no and then stands okay. there looking at you relatively wide-eyed still. Well, you know, if you didn't steal from us before, we wouldn't be so hard on you now. Just yeah, saying. Well, I know. Yeah, well, that's just... Well, it's my job, really. It's just, normally, I'm supposed to take things. Just from rich people, you know? And you guys have got a lot of money. Well, we did earn it. Yeah. You're still rich, though, aren't you? He has a point. He does have a point. All, All right, right. Let, let's go. Let's go. And you guys are heading towards John's farm. John's farm. Yes. Yep. Oh. Does anyone know where John's farm is? No. Yes. He did tell us, actually. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Because I don't know exactly where it is, but I know the general direction. Yeah. As soon as you step outside, you... By the, by the entrance gate that we approached, he was like, it's over that way. Okay. So you generally know yeah. that it's out the south gate um, uh, of town, which is sort of on the opposite corner of where you are somewhat um, down towards John's farm. Um, mm. When you step outside, you notice a similar scene to yesterday. There's a lot of people uh, moving through the through the city um, and they're moving back towards the festival grounds. The second day of the festival begins um, oh, yeah. shortly, um, probably around midday, but people are trying to get there early. Um, today is the archery contest and... Uh, but the festival continues. So basically the same site as yesterday. It's a lot of people kind of swarming up towards the other side of town um, that you're heading away from. You look around, that kid's gone. Um, almost as soon as you get outside, you, you lock your door, head downstairs. A few people in the, in the Ironwell Inn getting food. And uh, that kid just, as usual, is gone. He's not with you, or he is, and you can't see him. Um... On the other side of town, as you guys start making your way. In fact, all three of you, can you roll me a d20 real quick? Oh, shit. Sorry. Nine. And I need my d20. Oh, there's a 20 from Rin. Ooh. Oops. Uh, nine. I got a solid two. 20. Uh, the first one was correct. Nine, 20, and... Uh, yeah, that, that works. Um... Two and from a two Drift. from Drift. Okay. Um, all right. So uh, you three begin making your way across town. Um, I don't think you really know a quick way there. Um, so you're probably trying to take the main routes and stuff like that. So it's going to take you a little while to maneuver through the town um, and get to John's farm. So 19 you who have been um 
you have been with the other members of John's farm, the, uh, the, the majority of people here. Um, there's a decent amount of people that work on this farm as well. Um, there's at least, uh, you'd estimate sort of 50, 60 people that um, are intrinsically involved in the farm, not including anybody that does all the trading and the back and forth of, of the, the uh, um, uh, uh, relationship that John's farm has with Rosegard, which is pretty strong. His, of the three farms, there are three farms. Um, his is kind of an all-rounder. Um, it provides a decent amount of um, uh, overall stuff livestock and wheat being two of the main things that he puts out so he's got a lot of animals and a lot of um uh um actual grains and things that need to be sown and there is instantly at dawn people getting to work regardless even though the news has spread throughout the sort of, of the the encampment or the, the group of houses that are here um they immediately start getting to work knowing no other way you know that um the sort of the second in charge here the next in charge at john's farm um would be his son who you are aware has been missing for a year um over a year and uh that leaves it to john's kind of best friend or oldest friend and he's not even as old as john was john was around 60 this guy's around 40 um, a relatively kind of muscular gentleman with long hair that's tied back behind him um, usually doesn't have a five o'clock shadow but sort of does today um, a man named Beneth uh, who is about as close to um, prepared to run this farm and deal with it as you can get in this situation um, John was kind of prepping to leave the farm to him as well but uh, he uh, he didn't oh also everybody there is a light drizzle it's not raining as hard as it was last night um but it's n it's not a nice day it's relatively overcast um it's drizzly and uh most people don't seem to care but it's relatively ominous um and uh yeah so i think um you 19 for the evening you and some of the older members of the uh the farm buried the dead there was um, uh, five people killed. John, um, the two uh, kids uh, who were just urchins that came to the farm relatively recently. I think you probably know everyone here somewhat as much as you can get to know people, this amount of people on a farm in a month um, or less than a month, really, that you were here. But you know them and recognize them to a degree. Um, there were these two younger Five. members uh, and uh, the old woman who was just an old friend of, I think I wrote down, hang on, what did I say? John's father, who, who inherited the farm from. Um, this was uh, one of the old women that began looking after urchins on the farm um, during the, the time of John's father's ownership of the farm. Um, she was kind of like the nanny who looked after any of the younger ones who weren't put to work kind of thing. Um, and uh, and there was another man who was one of the guards um, who was killed. So I think you guys buried these um, people, um, found a plot of land where they have 
they already have a, a decent graveyard of some of John's family and uh, friends and people that have lived and worked on the farm their entire lives. And then you see the sun coming up and I think probably you and Beneth are um, maybe washing up or putting some of the, maybe putting the shovels away, something like that. When you notice on the distance, in distance you can see the form of heavy and uh, the smaller form of Janfire and then another relatively small form of uh, Yalfi as they, they, they appear to be heading up the farm road towards the area where you guys are. Um, what are you doing? What are you thinking of doing? What is the plan here for 19? First thing he does, he didn't do anything. He's sitting there finishing up burying people and he doesn't say a word. Mm. He's waiting for Heavy to get over there to it's, see what they say to him. It's been a it's been a fair few hours. I think you probably like we're at the end of this portion. There's been a lot of crying, a lot of people coming and confusion and stuff like that before eventually um, the uh, uh, you know like it's been multiple hours. I think it was like pretty early, so it's probably been about three hours or something like that. And uh, yeah, I, okay. So you're waiting for Heavy and Jamfire to arrive, um, Beneth will see them coming as well and as he's kind of doing his thing he's like i'm going inside and then he sees these people coming up and he's like uh who's that and he, he looks he immediately tenses up as if this could be the people that that did this i just put my hand up to him kind of like a no kind of like it's fine doesn't say anything though oh this is your party mm. Okay, well, uh, if you want somewhere to sit, mm, he looks immediately over to the area outside John's house where there's a big porch where usually you meet and greet people, merchants and traders and new kids that come. And then he turns and says, uh, maybe by the stumps. There's an area where there are some cut trees where a lot of people sit down um, on, these, on these tree stumps. He says, uh, if you need anything, come speak to me and uh he he turns around he, he is you can see he's he's been freaking out all night he's got this huge responsibility now to deal with this farm all the people on it there it all falls to him uh he turns away and then he turns back and he just rests a hand on your shoulder and says it's not your fault you know these people john's been dancing with them for years and it's not your fault all right you couldn't have known. You couldn't have known. He just nods. He turns around and heads off. And I think he's probably said something like that a couple of times to you um, during the time that you and him and maybe a couple of the younger or older, younger, stronger types that have been with you throughout the evening. Um, before uh, you hear Janfire come sort of moving up towards where you are, you see the much larger form of Heavy, who's a Warforged like you, very similar, but he has kind of um, furs on him, clothing, things like that. And he, uh, Janfire is the first to speak. You see Heavy's kind of just looking around um, as he approaches. He's, he's, he's slightly less interested in, in sort of beelining <coughs> for you. He's kind of scouting the area, um, looking about left and right. 
um, before he comes directly to you. Whereas Janfire and the the girl um, Yalfi's similar sort of looking um, roguish type to Baminos, who um, is just following up quietly. She's usually quite um, chatty, but today she seems relatively quiet. And the uh, um, the small halfling runs up to you first and just says, "Right, what happened?" Nineteen looks at the halfling. <laughs> Doesn't say anything. Looks uh, back, continues to pat the dirt for the graves. That Bamano said that there were some bodies, and did uh, uh, did they come back or anything? Mm. Shakes his head, no. To be honest, we thought we'd be running into a a war zone, but we sort of beeline down here, uh, so nothing, just. Just the, the dead. Mm. Shakespeare said yes. He crosses his arms, looks around again. Well, shit. Uh, uh, I'm sorry to hear. I know you were close with them, right? He just looks at him, looks back at the grave, keeps patting the dirt. Mm. Uh. Shakespeare said yes. Uh, well, uh, and in the, the form of Heavy appears next to you and, and says, What are you going to do? He acknowledges Heavy, continues to pat the dirt, looks at him for a minute, looks back at the dirt, keeps patting it, doesn't say anything. Hmm. We will stand guard here if you would like. If you wanted to go and find your friends or uh, rest, perhaps. I don't need rest. They'll be here soon. Thank you. You believe, you believe they will come here after this? This is now the scene of a crime. The Inquisition will be here soon enough. Hmm. You're not wrong. But I'm sure my friends will still come. Why would they not? They understood that there's a fight here at dawn. Dawn is peeking its eye. Very I would assume well. they'll be here momentarily. Very well. I'm going to begin scouting. It is what I do. I'd be grateful. He immediately begins turning and... and wandering around the area doing circles kind of thing um janfire just finds a stump and sits down um he whistles he has that dog a mastiff which is about the same height as him when he stood up that comes running over um and he starts feeding the dog like some scraps from a from a pouch on his hip um the uh the roguish girl kind of runs up with heavy as if that this is what they do this is perhaps their their job in their adventuring party and the two of them head away and leave you there um do you do anything else keeps patting the dirt watches heavy walk away sticks the shovel in the dirt for a second leans on it with his chin on the end of the thing and just kind of sits down and just kind of mm, looks at the dirt yeah like I think he's in real deep thought <clears throat> I think again the farm sort of just moves into motion around you as the uh as the day 
begins there's a couple of people that um that maybe aren't farmhands that are speaking um and you catch them moving back and forth and you hear them talking about what happened last night and how this could have happened and how awful it is and how much they hate some of the people in this in this town um and uh you also hear them saying that they were going to go to the tournament and they were really looking forward to it and it's ruined and they can't go there and you can you notice that some of these people um are just people that just live here um and aren't necessarily <coughs> employed directly the some time passes um maybe about 20 minutes um the sun begins to rise properly um some light actually filters over the farm and you can see it a little better looking out over the farm it just looks like a normal working farm um an owl a white owl flies down towards um towards janfire and he he catches it on his arm speaks to it for a moment in a language that i don't think you understand unless you want to roll a d20 and try and claim one of your languages that way Mm, yes because you still have some of those i don't know how many proficiencies i got you still three have. left that's all i got <laughs> three i think it's, it's either two or three i think it's three though because i kept telling myself i thought it was two and then i was like no i got that one that one that one that one but we'll have to look and make sure either no i know we got two or three which means we got at least one which means well, how we many have check something. marks do you have on your skills yeah because mm. i think you get five you haven't gold? taken any languages or other proficiencies right so it's only skills you've got right now in terms of what your proficiencies you get. And you have five. well, there's five check marks, but we definitely had some prior because I remember we took a uh, we took investigation, we took insight. You got six check marks. You're proficient in yeah in insight, investigation, medicine, perception, persuasion, and survival. I don't. Did we did we take medicine? How many does a cleric normally get at level one? I don't know, but I don't remember taking medicine. When did we take medicine? I guess we could look in the biography thing because we wrote some stuff in there. You might have taken medicine as one of your first as a cleric. Mm, that's true. Either way, we have a few. We'll figure that out. Uh, I'm going to roll a d20, though. Thirteen. No, oh, wait, that's not... I fucking... I can't. Nine. I was scrolling way the fuck up. Uh, uh, nine, yeah. So you don't understand what language he's speaking in it's a strange whispery language um that honestly i don't know why you would even be able to guess at what this is um so he speaks to it for a moment and then uh it flies upwards and it like um like a heavy who maybe you can see in the distance moving around um towards the eastern side of the farm it begins to do these huge arcing circles round and round and round begin getting wider and wider um over the next uh little while the um two left you got two left okay yeah write that down somewhere just put two out of five prof uh, proficiencies somewhere and uh if you don't know what we're talking about by the way he has a, a background that allows him to take five proficiencies um later on because it, it's similar to an amnesiac he doesn't have memories because he he has existed previously and is proficient in things um but he doesn't have access to those memories because when he become kindled he's his own man now and he doesn't before that he was just kind he's of a, a soldier a golem just as a homunculus um we might have three then brad actually 
I'll figure it out. We'll worry about it on time. His background isn't soldier, though. That's what he wrote on the sheets. <laughs> no, his background is... Uh, no, he might, he might be the thing. Hang on. If you click the... Uh, yeah, because I never put that in there. Yeah, it's, the, it's, it's the unknown. Yeah, either it's the, way. It's the unknown <clears throat> aspect. So basically, when he rolls, if he's proficient in, if he rolls, a, a say, a medicine check and gets a natural 20, he has the option to take that as one of his proficiencies um, throughout the campaign. And so far, he's, he's found a few of them. But you can do that with languages as well. So, because you're oh. only proficient right now in common and a couple of the things that you've picked up, if you hear a language... And I don't mention it, and you kind of think you want to do something like that. You can just roll the d20 then, and see if, if you get the 20, then you'll be able to understand it, and you'll become proficient in it because it's languages and tools and things like that as well. There are other tools and stuff that you might be interested in. You might be just a painter, and we don't know it yet. Okay. Um, you can just roll to see if you're proficient <laughs> with with painter's supplies and stuff like that. Um, so that's what we were rolling for there. If he had worked, if he had rolled a 20 there, he would suddenly have been able to understand and remembered why he was proficient in a certain language, etc. Um, however, you're not. Um, Janfire um, continues to sit there, um, seemingly relatively nonchalantly. Um, Heavy is moving around and the owl moves around. Um, do you just remain sitting here expecting the blood grips, kind of waiting expectantly? Uh, he, the main thing he's doing is he's just sitting there. He looks like he's in deep thought. He's mm. just continuing to kind of look at the ground and look around him and look at the farm and continue in thought. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think maybe about another 20 minutes pass and you see in the distance three figures um, that you recognize. They're walking up the path. They found their way to John's farm. It is the rest of your party. Iridir, Drift, and Rin. You guys maneuvered through the city, and it was just against a wave of people for the most part as they were heading north, and you were kind of heading south-east. Uh, um, they were all heading over the bridge. Again, it's the same atmosphere as yesterday. The drizzle and stuff, um, just whatever. They were like, oh, I can't wait to see who's going to win the archery contest um, as they uh, all head towards the festival grounds. Um, the uh, three of you maneuvered through the town kind of quickly, um and uh made your way south and then from there it's relatively obvious how to get to john's farm there's a there's a dirt trail that leads over a river and then through a bunch of fields to a small um compound of of a handful of houses and some silos and barns that are very farm-like um and as you move up there's a large figure in the form of 19 um there's the small halfling that you'd seen yesterday with a dog um, at his side, laying down um, on some stumps, um, and generally just farmhands moving about. 19 is sat next to a few um, mounds of earth that look very similar to freshly dug graves, and uh, yeah, there you go. Um, as you arrive, probably before anything else happens, Janfire shouts out, Vaminos, you alright? And that kid is just next to you all of a sudden. He walks out from the side. Yeah, yeah, I'm all right. I found them. They didn't speak to owls. And he says, yeah, I know. I've already spoken to it. Uh, and he waves at the three of you again and then just kind of points over his shoulder at 19. I'm going to approach 19 with some shitty wildflowers that I've picked up along the way. <laughs> Farm. Um, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to put the bundle of flowers on the graves and then I'm going to give you some that are left over. 
He doesn't take him, but he watches you put him on the grave. He still, even when you come over, he notices the three of you. He kind of looks at the three of you, nods, goes back, puts his chin back on the end of the shovel stick, looks back down, looks like he's continuing to think. I'm gonna, um, just while he's thinking and hunched over and stuff, I'm just gonna, like, give him a hug. Like, just sort of, like, on his back, which isn't really a hug. I can't wrap, I can't wrap around him at all. I'm just, like, laying laying on his back, just, like... (laughs) And I just like whisper. The triceratops like, scene from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna complete the hug with drift around nineteen. Nineteen pays no mind. He just he holds perfectly still, chin on the end of the the shovel, looking down at the ground. Now he's kind of looking at the top of Eero's head because I assume Eero's in front of him, but he's not really, not really saying anything. He's just kind of looking, thinking. And uh, I'm just gonna, um, once I finish that, I'm just gonna sort of sit like a little away from him, but like next to him around the graves and just like sort of pick at the, the grass. And I will also sit. Sure. Um, again, the sun is up now. Um, it's probably, we're in what is essentially August, so. Um, it's probably something like 6 a.m., half 6 or something like that. You guys sit down. The sun is well up in the sky. The, the sounds of the, uh, the city are moving. From where you are on this farm as well, you can see this kind of slum area that's encroaching on the farmland. Um, you notice a lot of people moving in and out of that kind of slum area just outside of the walls. From your perspective here, now you're outside of town again, um, cause you only got, you guys just walked through the other version of this on the other side of town. Um, you can see a lot of people live outside of the walls. There's, um, these huge walls that run around the outside of, of Roseguard. These giant grapes sort of white stone walls, this sort of resplendent look on them when you first arrived in town with the sun shining off of them. Now with the kind of grayed sky, um, and the drizzle running down them. They don't look quite as resplendent. They almost look a little gray themselves. Um, and then sitting at the bottom of these huge walls is just this shanty town um, that exists entirely outside of the walls. Lots of little sort of ramshackle houses built out of little scraps that they could find. Some of them look like they're made out of brick and might have been here for a decent amount of time. But for the most part, it's just a, a sort of s- slum that sits outside the southern wall. And this is by far the largest part of this slum that exists out here. There's a lot of little causeways and and, um, roads that move back and forth, but they're just kind of dirt roads. And you see a lot of people moving out of them as if they're gonna head up towards the the festival grounds as well. Um, And you can watch people kind of creeping out of them. Um, There's a lot of people living in what is essentially tents and there's even people living in overturned carts and scrapped together kind of, shelters um other than that there's not a lot to look at there's this farm there's people working the farms you can see cows and and horses and chickens and sheep and things like that everything you expect to see on your very very standard typical farm here um and i'd say maybe an hour passes really with not much going on um heavy who at first you might not have noticed but eventually now (coughs) returns he's done a full kind of lap of this entire farm 
Um, he returns with uh, Yalfi and, and looks each of you over before approaching Janfire and <clears throat> glances at you, 19, and says, I do not believe there is anyone here. I'm not too sure if your duel is going to happen. If they were to strike, they would already strike. Uh, also, we will have company soon enough. He turns around and there's uh, another figure um, with an armed escort heading up the, the dirt path. Um, the Inquisitor that you guys recognize is Inquisitor Sath, who is a half-orc. Very, very um, cliche, sickly green skin. Um, he even has a set of small spectacles that sit on his nose. And uh, other than that, he's wearing these very familiar black robes, black boots, a big book under one arm, a very small satchel over the other. And there are two um, kind of burly looking, knightly looking rose guard um, uh, military types with their red sash over their back and um, a couple of lances, short swords on the side. As he's heading up the path towards you, he's still a little ways away, but you can see him very clearly. Um, he'll be here in five minutes. Um, Janfire says, uh, "That's uh, that's probably not good. Do you have a story, or are you what's the what's the dealio here? Nineteen? You telling the truth?" Just kind of looks over, looks back, goes back to thinking for a second. Hmm. I think the truth is the only way to make anything happen. Uh, all right. Who's doing the talking? Who's got the silver tongue? Night she looks directly at Eero. Well, I suppose that uh, I can. Yeah, you look like you got your head screwed on today. Okay, well, I'll just leave it to you so then. I go back to putting my chin on the shovel, and I'm just looking down at the grave. Yeah, um, five minutes or so um, pass, and Inquisitor Sath walks up. He walks straight past you all, um, though he looks at each of you, catching every single person's gaze as he does. He glances at you, and if you look at him, he looks you directly in the eye, passing with his book under one arm. Um, no nod, no greeting or anything. He walks straight past, um, heading towards the uh the main house um from from the second largest house here you see uh beneth step out um, <coughs> again looking a little harried um his five o'clock shadow hasn't been um hasn't been shaved but he um strides out towards the center of the sort of compound a little ways away from where you guys are sat just outside of it and uh just runs out uh yeah yes inquisitor he runs over as if like he wants to immediately greet him and speak to him and let him know what's going on and you instantly hear him and, and a few other people come out now and start to look and he says ah, the fucking blood grips they've, they've killed John and uh, the inquisitor stops opens his book pulls out uh, a pen and begins to take notes as they uh, Beneth basically retells his perspective of what happened the, the blood grips attacked in the middle of the night um he tells the truth about you 19 says that you showed up too late to try and help um that you previously worked on the farm and um 
For the most part, the Inquisitor remains quiet, just listening to the story every now and then, nodding or grunting. Mm, yes. Um, he doesn't shoot any looks back towards you guys at all. Uh, Janfire is muttering throughout the entire thing every now and then, like, well, he seems like the cheery type, doesn't he? Yeah, great. Right, well, these Inquisitors aren't always the nicest people. You know, they operate in basically every single city on the continent. And usually of their own backs. I don't really know what they're all about. We just avoid them. So, good luck. Here he comes. As he turns around, the Inquisitor starts to stride over towards where you guys, these two guards following him. And uh, he closes his book as he approaches and says, 19. Warforged. You'll have to speak up, 19. I don't think anyone could hear you. He turns his head. <laughs> nice. Looks at him. Hmm. Uh, it is wonderful to meet you. I have spent a long time looking for you in this town since you have arrived. I have a few questions, if you do not mind, and then I will have to step inside the house. Hmm. My name is Inquisitor Seth. I am with the Inquisition here in town. Do you know what the Inquisition is? I am familiar. You are newly kindled, yes? Mm. How long ago? Mm. 47 to 50 days. Mm. And you left very quickly from the military encampment and came here to John's farm, no? Mm. He, uh, he kind of looks you up and down. Um, he, because you have all these different changes and upgrades now, you also have a broken piece of metal on the front where you used, you had a, a guard that's now kind of snapped or bent out of shape. Um, he looks you up and down and says, you have made some adjustments to your armor, no? <coughs> yes. Hmm. Tell me, where did you get this done? I trusted a man I shouldn't have trusted. I had Telchul do it, of the blood grips. Mm. Mm. Yes. He uh, like, that, that mm is like almost thaumaturgy size echoed. He begins to flip backwards through the pages and there's a lot of notes written very neatly in very small fine print um, in ink on these pages and he moves back and back and back before he comes to a page and says, there was a Goliath armorer that was murdered, along with three workmates, three dwarves, and another Goliath. Mm. They were found yes. with... Uh, we, we believe that the blood grips are the ones that killed uh, the armorsmith. Thank you. I am speaking with the 19 right now. If you do not mind, I would like to... What he of says course. is true. He is simply my friend, and I just want to make sure that everything is conveyed to you properly. You have to understand, since he is enkindled so recently, he might have a different perspective on things, and I'm just trying to assist as best as I can. I will come to you in a minute. Thank you, Iro. He uh, kind of turns a shoulder to you and, and, and moves in such a way that he looks up at you again. Um, and he's pretty big, but he looks up at you still, 19. He says... Um, Whoever attacked them was heavily armored. Great boot marks. I am curious. You have had upgrades to your armor on your feet. 
Aye, but I was not upgraded until afterwards from what I've gathered. He looks you up and down and says, The weapon that you use is concealed? I have three weapons. One of them is being held hostage currently. The other two, yes. They're in my thighs, like most of the rest of the Warforged. I'm going to circle around 19 a bit, and I'm going to uh, take note of the the sort of pockmarks and scratches and things that he's kind of accumulated from battle. Um, <coughs> and uh, I'm going to uh, say, you know, there is a pretty strong differentiation between these marks that 19 has received from various combats that we've been through compared to the most recent uh, additions to his armor. I would assume that if he was involved in the fight that took place at the armorsmith, the armor that he recently acquired would be more damaged. Wouldn't you agree? Hmm. The armor that he wears, it is very expensive usually. When one is uh, upgraded in such a way, they usually go to the Goliath. He, he had many military contracts. Uh, I should have went to the Goliath. Hmm. Puts he his head back down on the shovel and looks back down at the grave. Had many valuable contracts, which have since passed hands. Many to the blood grapes. Hmm. Hmm. Shake his head and he kind of like shakes his head like an anger. Kind of like a frustrated no almost. Often these military contracts will change hands uh, when one armorer passes away or shuts down. Uh, sometimes they offer mm, upgrades in trade for work. It seems uh, you did this, no? I did what? Part Explain exchange. yourself and what you're asking. Be forward. You did some work for the blood grips. You did. I did no this. work for the blood grips. Hmm. No money was uh, exchanged between you and the blood grips. Oh, if you're speaking about the armor, yes, I did pay for the armor. For messages, whispered. Come again. You did not pass messages between the Goliath and the blood grips in exchange for money. They paid me money. I will tell you the whole truth. I'm not going to lie to you, because I'm hoping that whatever truth I tell you can get you to what you need to solve with the blood grips. I wasn't involved in the Goliath's death, but do I think that the blood grips did it? Absolutely I do. And if I explain to you exactly what went down prior, I think you'd understand. Do you have a moment to listen to me tell you? I will be asking the questions first, and then perhaps there will be time to listen to what you have to say. Then ask your questions. Inquisitor. The blood grips. We believe they may be involved in mm. criminal activity. Mm. The blood grips, we believe they may be at war with another group known as Kersharian. I don't know about any Kersharian. He says, the Goliaths, the dwarves, 
They were found with many cuts, small cuts, on their bodies, from sharp blades. The cuts did not kill them, but the poison on the blades did. This also shows <coughs> the lack poison of armor on the victims. It means that they were struck quietly at night. What poison. You say? You Is that what you said? Poison on mm. small knives. Small cuts, small knives. Mm. Usually, it is difficult for your kind to creep and sneak, no? Without the aid of no. magic? Without the aid of magic? Could you imagine me trying to sneak anywhere? And he picks his foot up, normal, and just puts it down normally. And it's like... He says, the poison weakened them for a fight that they were not prepared to take. Mm -hmm. Then, it seems, post-mortem, whomever attacked him, put some heavy armor on, and moved around, leaving great boot marks on the floor mm. that did not belong to, at the time, the murderers. We believe this was in an attempt to frame you, a messenger. Mm. I would not lie to you. I would agree with you on that. I would only assume that with the things that I've realized about Teltrol blood grip in the current um, couple of days, I should say, it wouldn't be very far-fetched. He picks up his foot, shows in the bottom of his boot the new ones that he has on. He says, uh, messenger boys often get caught up in these wars. The Karsharian, the Blood Grips, the Night Stalkers. They are dangerous. Who are these Night Stalkers? Mm. A silent group. They are. Mm. We haven't heard anything about them. Their that's motives. That's why they're silent, Eero. Their motives are unclear. And that's why I'm asking a question. The information that I do have on them is, uh, let us say, confidential. Mm. But we think they are small fry, not involved in this, at least. However, the Karsharian, they leave a mark. They want people to know what they have done. Usually, they attack the rich. They left a mark inside this place on this night. Of the... of the forge master. The one you speak of, the mm. one that was killed, they, you're saying the Kasarian potentially had left something saying it was them? This does not fit their motive. They leave a bloody hand, but why they would hit a relatively uh, poor uh, fort smasher. He was not um, a rich man. He gave much of his money to his workers, and uh, his contracts were military-based. Uh, your kind have been waking up and leaving the city. Your kind are in short supply in the military. For the most mm. part, shields and swords exchanging hands with the military. We have more than we need. Uh, small changes, upgrades and things like this are not as high demand as they were 13 years ago at the top end of the war. Mm. There is no reason for the Kersharian to hit them. We believe that he was hit by the blood grips. 
I would say that not only I do agree with you, I would like to tell you that I think that is factual information that you've come to conclusion of. I say this. I say this because the blood grips are also who killed John. The one that I just buried and looks down at the gravy standing over top of. Mm. The reason I know this is because apparently, as you said, sometimes the messenger boy gets involved. I have made a realization. He looks at Rin, looks back at the Inquisitor. Realizations that I should trust my friends better next time, but also that I should have never trusted a man like Total Bloodgrip. I'll also have you know that they attacked me inside of their forge. Rin here knocked down the door to try to help me. I got her there safe and sound after they knocked her out. I picked her up and left. They attacked me because they wanted this. Holds it up his wrist with the gems. It seemed valuable to them. He looks it After over. I had been forged armor with them. Flips a few pages. After they forged armor on me, they'd messed up my leg. When they messed up my leg, I went back to get it fixed. Upon waking up, Teltro gave me an option. I did not know that this option would potentially lead to my death. The option was to join them. I expressed to him that I had many other things going on with these people that I'm with already. We came to the city to speak with, well, we came to the city to speak with a few people, and then our friend here, looks at Drift, got caught up and ended up getting involved in a beautiful thing that he won. Upon me waking up after they fixed my leg because I don't do very good with fire, and I denied him, they locked the door, looked at me, and said, I'm sorry, but I now need to take your life to get that off of your wrist, because he thought it was worth something to them. I, with sword and shield, parried and blocked my way out of that entire situation. Also worried, as well, upon arrival, and this is going to be weird, and as I say this, I want to say the cat comes out of my little, like, chest thing. This cat here, somehow or another, somehow, because I've never, I don't even, don't know animals that well. Found Rin, is from what I'm assuming, and somehow or another got her to come there. I'm assuming that when she got there, the door was locked as it was. She had to try to break it down to help me. And when she did, she was attacked as well, and knocked unconscious. This all happened, in my opinion, due to them thinking I was trying to help them with anything that was going on with the situation you're speaking of. I think that might be another reason they potentially had tried to frame me. I think their hope was, is that I would join them, and then how easy would that be? I join them, then this happens, I get framed, I go to prison. They find nothing of it. I look like the guilty one. <coughs> the Inquisitor holds up his book, turns back to the the uh, blank pages, 
and closes it and says, You are what's known as an easy mark for somebody like Telchul Bloodgrip. <laughs> Yesterday, I came to this very farm to meet with John in the hopes that you were here. He gets full attention of 19, as he knows he talked to John last. He referred to you as susceptible. Mm. He said that I must take into account that you are young, very young, and that in your unsophisticated approach, you might very well have stumbled into something like this. At this point in time, I understand much more than I understand just a day ago. I understand much more than I did even a week ago. And tell me, Inquisitor, if I may ask you a question. May I? He's just looking at you, waiting, yeah. I understand something about myself. I understand that regardless of how adult I can be, I have a lot to learn and I've had a lot to learn. I also understand, as you said, the word you used, susceptible. I understand that. And once again, I think if you would have asked me a week ago, I would not have understood that as much as what you say. This situation has, he looks down at the grave, looks back, as sad as it is, it's taught me quite a bit in just the last few days. And I do want to one thing I want to say to you, Inquisitor, is I hope that no matter what happens from here on, that I'm able to do nothing but to help you get to the bottom of taking care of a man like Teltro Bloodgrip. As I understand at this point in time, it's not going to be as easy as I thought it could be to deal with someone like that man after he tried to attack me. And I also understand that the situation that I have been put in as much as I'm angry as much as I'm enraged I understand that situation is bigger than me. Stops talking. Puts his chin back on the, the shovel. Looks back from the Inquisitor. Looks back at the grave. Doesn't say anything. The, uh, the Inquisitor looks um, at the two guards and says, Go to the house. I will be in shortly. Check that there is Nothing disturbed. Check that there is nobody hiding. They exchange a couple of looks and then nod. Um, come, come. The daylight is wasting, he says as the sun rises for the first hour of the day. As they head away, he um, turns to look at each of you and says, You all have found yourselves in various odd predicaments at first i believed possibly that you had come here at the behest 
of uh, one of these organizations. I believe that you were representing one of them in this fight. It seemed odd to me that the Kersherians would name their fighter 19, a gentleman that I was looking for in regards to this murder that happened shortly after you arrived in town. I believe you have been caught up with some very important individuals that we have been looking into for a very long time. And this goes way above your heads. This goes up to the very top. The Arch Inquisitor, Flint, has been looking into the blood grapes for over a hundred years. hundred years? Hmm. Telchel is not, and has not always been, at the top of his syndicate. You must understand, blood runs deep here. These families are powerful. The king, the Boulder Downs, Karsharian, even the Night Stalkers. The blood grips have been around since the beginning of this town, this city. They have been warring over contracts, over land for a long time. Whenever we move in, and he looks back towards the house where you see these two guards moving in. They have paid off the grunts who are guarding the area. We have the brains. The military are supposed to provide the brawn, but they are often suspiciously missing. There is not a lot of gold in this city anymore. Again, he looks over towards the, uh, the slums. He says, many in there are ex-soldiers sick, broken from a war that they won. The payments went elsewhere. Allies, the Boulder Downs, the King, mm. these that won the war, as far as the public know. Many of these uh, ex-soldiers, they turn now to crime if they are not broken enough. The crime has risen significantly the last 13 years. The power of the blood grips, these gangs, too strong. We have tried and we understand that they get away with these crimes. The Arch Inquisitor has done everything at every meeting and has found nothing but dead ends. It does not surprise me that you would walk into town and be suckered in by them. It surprises me that you are all still alive. That surprises me. I have not slept a full night's sleep myself, knowing that each of these gangs is most likely after my own blood. But we are I can... a very resourceful bunch, I think you'll find. He, uh, he looks to you, 19, and roll me a D... Roll me a history check. <sighs> Sixteen. Give me a number. Uh, you have not met, but you know of the um, this uh, uh, the military Sorry. commander in town, the guy who is at the top, like before the fucking king um, of the military, and pretty much runs the entire thing. Is Commander General Minnan Trent. He's a human. He's about fifty-five-ish. Um, 
he is like a typical short black hair black mustache stone looking broad shouldered probably looks like that guy that was in um full metal alchemist who was the guy that was at the fucking tippity top of that um uh i can only say a spoiler and i don't want to so he's like this this commander who's in charge of everything and he's he's generally not armstrong the the guy um he's in charge and he's a respectable guy people say that he's a he's like a he he was um intricate to the end of the war generally speaking the war was won by you guys the warforge showing up out of nowhere thanks to king wilmar the first the the current king's father um showed up one day and was like i know how to make warforge or something and then there was warforge this is literally how much information you have on it um the warforge came in and just started appearing um a couple thousand of them um over the course of the last um 50 or so years of the war min and trent was suddenly given all of these warforged and it's because of his like tactics and stuff that they won the war even though you guys were the strong arm of it this guy was like the brains who came in right at the end of the war and won Fura bradley that's his name yeah that guy um weirdly enough and uh yeah <laughs> the uh the that guy he uh uh commander min and trent is the guy at the top and you know this um inquisitor um the inquisitor turns to you and says min and trent he is a good man. The people that... Uh, the people that are... At the top of the military are strong. Trustworthy. But those at the bottom do not earn any gold. They will take any coin for anything. And they will turn their backs on a murder. Even of that... Of their own... Fellow... Militants. Or us in the Inquisition. I would recommend that... You do not pursue your own vengeance against these blood grips. I'm looking. I at look 19. at Eero. And he, uh, but he looks at you now, nineteen, dead in the eye as he begins to turn. He says, "If you do, the military will not help you, and the Inquisition will not back you. It will be you and yours alone." And uh, he turns. Just one more question. And uh, he looks at, at you, Rin. Did you meet with the Karsharian when you arrived in town? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Give me a deception check. Oh! <laughs> oh God. Oh. <laughs> when he asks this question, I look over at Rin. 14. 14. He blinks a couple times and says, hmm. Very well. Good day to you all. And when do things careful. change? I yell out to him. I'm sorry. When do things change? You said this has been going on for a hundred years. When do we stop them? When do they be? When, when, when do they pay for what they've done? Again, before they were petty thieves. Mm, there were other gangs here. A long time ago. They've since died out. Many of them have merged into the Blood Grips, the Kasharian. This new gang, the Night Stalkers. We do not know who they are, where they come from, but they are rising themselves. 
So what do you do? You you go around with a clipboard and then you 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 write things down and and nothing happens? <laughs> Information is my power. When I find out how I can take them down, I am sure I will do that. But uh, right now, unfortunately, their power grows with every day that passes and every poor person that is kicked out. They grab another urchin off the street and another gang member is made. It is the poverty which must be dealt with, in my opinion. My job is to find out information and report it back to my seniors and to do a thorough job to the best of my ability. Hopefully then, eventually with enough information, we can use it to strike out and fix this city. As it stands, I am less powerful even than you, small fighter. A stranger with a shadowed sword. Just doesn't seem right. I'm but looking at not. 19 this whole time. Um, and I guess in turn, Rin is staring at me. Um, has 19 reacted to any of this further? I mean, has there been any sort of... Lots of thinking. He's literally, like a lot of this time, you've seen him. He's had his chin on that shovel. And even though he's talking, there's only been a couple times where he'd look up at the Inquisitor. Inquisitor. Inquisition. Thank you. Oh, Inquisitor, yeah. He would only look up a couple times, and that would be like when he really was trying to talk. But most of the times, even when he was talking to the Inquisitor, he was looking at the grave with his chin on the shovel, looking down. His reactions were very, very minuscule. And his, like, facial reactions for being a Warforge are very, just like, very straight. <clears throat> the Inquisitor starts to walk away. He just turns around and starts to head towards the house. Inquisitor! Mm. May I? I have much work to attend to today. I, as I do. You said that if I were decided to take any kind of revenge on my own accord, that the Inquisitor and the King would not back me, is that correct? I doubt the King even knows who you are. Right? I would go so far as to venture that the guards that are on duty near the armory, near any of the grounds that are owned by Bloodgrip, they will have been paid off and very well on a day like today. The Inquisition Aye. has almost no strong arm. Mm. Good day to you, Inquisitor. Mm. And hopefully a good day to you. If you need me for anything, or you have any questions, you can find me at the Tower of the Inquisition. But my time is sparse. You understand? I'd like to take a moment outside of RP real quick to ask you a question, Brad, mm. and the group question. Who was the person we were looking for when we originally were to come to this town? What was their name? You weren't looking for anyone when you came to town. You were just trying to find information on a information on a, right? on a place of power uh, and maybe some runes, some magical runes that, that has more. We've done nothing for our main classic. Has, has I'm, I'm, was the, reason, the reason I'm asking is I'm going to ask the Inquisition. <laughs> 
What? You don't know that. You don't do that. Oh god. I mean, you can. Yeah. I mean, he's he's turning away again. I mean, do what you want. Boom. You say you know a lot. You say your power is information, Inquisitioner. Oh. I may have questions for you in the future. Possibly tomorrow. I'd like to know exactly where you said I could find you. I think, um, actually, you probably can't see the Inquisition's uh, tower from here. He, um... Oh, actually, you've been in this town, actually. You probably do know. The Inquisition building in the uh, in the city is um, relatively central. Um, it is... Um, near the Guild of Knowledge, um, which is a massive... Like, it would look to us like a like a university grounds, like a huge university grounds, the, the Guild of Knowledge. The Inquisition building is this really tall, thin... Um, kind of odd looking building and it stands out a lot because it's built out of sandstone and gray blocks with this strange sort of timbered reinforcement over it and at the very top of it there's a, a big circular window that's uh that's colored glass and it gives the look of a kind of widened eye very kind of um sauron looking thing um but it's a very it's a strange ugly building with almost no windows and, it, and it's um at the center of town it's relatively tall he says, uh, the Inquisition building is where I spend my time if I am not out investigating myself. Mm, no, I may look for you tomorrow. Mm. Don't waste my time. Don't waste mine. Good day. <laughs> claps his, he claps his book and uh, he looks at it and says, this portion here. It's all on you. Good. I'm happy you know more about me than myself. Maybe you can tell me something I don't know. Good day to no you. No sarcasm meant. He just, he doesn't even crack a smile. <clears throat> Turns around and uh, stomps off towards the house. You see- Thanks uh, for your help. You see Beneth run over, run over. Uh, yes, I'll take, I'll take you inside. Don't, make sure you don't smash anything or break any of this. And he starts to, move into the uh, building with the Inquisitor. Um, Janfire, who was stood kind of behind you next to Heavy, the two roguish types were gone throughout that entire conversation. They were nowhere near and they just did the thing where they vanish in thin air. Um, but Janfire and Heavy are stood behind you and just relatively quietly listening to the thing. From behind you, Janfire says, Well, he was cheery, but that went about as good as I imagine, I think, maybe, or... What do you think? I can't read that guy. I'm not in any kind of magical cuffs, am I? Oh, well, you are in one. What is that, anyway? Doesn't matter what it is. Alright. So, uh, the blood grips, what do you think? They're not gonna hit this place, right? Nineteen. Hmm. What do you want to do? He doesn't say anything for about what well, seems like almost a minute. Seems like five minutes because he's so quiet. Has his head on the shovel, looking at the grave. He hears what you say, but he turns to heavy. I'd like to have a word with you. 
A little bit heavy. Of course. Hero? <coughs> I'm going to continue to think. As he says that, he pulls the shovel out of the ground, and he walks into a field. And Sticks that... the shovel in the field by himself, puts his head on it, looks at the ground. You can see him probably about, like, what would be, like, two blocks away, or, like, about a block away. He's just kind of sat there. He's just getting really sturdy, puts his head down, looks like he's still thinking. And that's where we're going to go to a break. Uh, um... uh... We're going to cut to our break here. I hate breaks. <laughs> I hate them and I love them because I have to pee. I, have to I need to pee too. <laughs> uh, all right. We'll be back in a few minutes. We're going to just go on to a little break here and uh, you can go go pee too. Everyone go pee. Even if you don't need to. I was almost sick. Force it out. Be sick if you need to. Force it. Go force out a pee. For your kidneys. Um, <laughs> your kidneys will thank you. Your kidneys will thank you. And we'll be back in a few minutes. Thanks for hanging out with us and enjoying the show. If you're enjoying it, if you're not enjoying it, well, then uh, sucks Fuck to be off. you. No, I'm um, kidding. I love you. Wow. Damn. <laughs> Damn, PB. Um, <laughs> we'll be back in a few minutes uh, after, the, after this short break, and we'll find out what the fuck, you know? What the fuck? Welcome back. <laughs> Jesus did Christ. Did everyone pee? Better have a full check. Let us know. <laughs> um, we're going to follow up with it. We're going to follow it up. Um, we will find Russ out. Russ will shit on you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jesus. We'll poop on you. Um, I can't believe you literally thought I meant poop on him. <laughs> well. I am drift. So. You guys are in uh, in or on John's farm. Nineteen wanders off without giving you any direct answer, and uh, Janfire shrugs. Heavy stands still. The two kids aren't around. What do you three want to do? I guess. Well, Nineteen stands elsewhere. <laughs> God. So, um. He seems to be a bit broken by all of this. At least that's from what I've been able to gather so far. And that's understandable, of course. Um, I don't think he's broken. I think he's just digesting. Yes. Well. I have to be honest. I'm... Well, I don't like leaving things as they are. And as Drift put it, if nothing changes in the town, if no one tries to do anything, then it will remain this way forever. And bad people will continue to get the run of the place. Bad people will always continue to get the run of the place, Ero. It's just the way the world works. That's an incredibly... It's a very short-sighted view, really. The reason that things like this happen 
is because no one tries to do anything. They just let it pass. I don't think that that's true. I think people do try, and then I think that those people get silenced, and enough people that do try and then get silenced, and no one else stands forward. I don't want to be one of those people. Now, I know your position on the matter. Where do you stand, Drift? I just hate feeling like we're doing nothing to help the situation. We're, we're just sitting here when more people are going to die and, and, and we have some sort of power now. We have money. Do we need to hire an army and bring them down? Let's do it. What else are we gonna use this money for? I don't, I don't need statues or talking owls, future telling owls. I don't need any of that stuff. So why don't we just use it for good and stop the blood grips once and for all? Well said. I mean, the Inquisition even said that, that people do everything for money. All right, we have money, so let's throw it at them and make things happen. Don't you feel that way, Ren? No, I don't. But why? Why don't you feel that way? Why don't you, why aren't you upset? by this constant hundred years, he said a hundred years that it's been going on. So don't you wanna do something about it? Not particularly, no. Or at least if I do, I know that I can't. I'm one person, we're four people, maybe five. We, we can't fight a hundred year old army. We can't fight a hundred year old gang over a hundred years. And if it's not the blood grips, it'll be someone else. You know, I used to think that you could make a difference, but really the only way you can make a difference is by aligning yourself with the dog with the biggest bite. And that's a mistake. So I want nothing to do with any of this, to be honest with you. I think this will get people killed. I think there's a weird symbiosis right now with this town. They've got their own gang wars, their own things that they're doing. And if we come in here and think that we can just change everything for the better, a lot of people are gonna die. And that'll be on us. And yeah, you can say it's for the greater good, but at the end of the day, we don't stay here. This isn't our this isn't our home. These aren't our families that we're slaughtering for the sake of the greater good. I just don't think it's our call to make. And I just really don't see how much change that we can actually impart. I hope I never grow to be as jaded as you. Yeah. I hope you don't either. I walk off. Okay. I I respect your opinion. 
okay? I just want you to know that. I just don't agree. And I walk off towards uh, 19. Okay. Doing anything, Rain? No, I'm going to stand here and wait for 19 to come back. 19, you are stood away from the others. Um, they have a conversation and then Drift appears beside you. What? <clears throat> when Drift shows up beside me, I don't even look at him. I just know he's beside me because I can feel it. And I have my chin on the thing, and as soon as he's like, with, like as soon as he's right next to me, standing there. Mm, oh boy! How you doing, buddy? When your entire town and city was wiped out, how did you feel? Huh? I know exactly how you feel. How That's did you, you feel? Ah, uh, like my heart was ripped out of my chest and stomped on a thousand times. Mm. Quite accurate representation of how I felt in the moment. Even though I'm facing away from the situation, I go, I will assume by the looks of you being here, an hero walking away, and Ren standing there, you're all in a disagreement. Yeah, we we, we sort of just want to know how you want to handle this. And uh, we're all saying our parts, but none of it really matters. It, what matters is what you want. Mm. I'm still figuring out what I want. I found out, Drift, there is a city of me, and what I am is Warforged. But you can't go there. Neither can Rin, neither can Hero. I'm the only person that could go there. Would you know about this city? Can I do a history check, Brad? Because I would. Wouldn't, isn't that just south of me, like where I was born? Mm, like technically. I'm going on the. Yeah. Give me right. a history check. <clears throat> 12? You've never heard of it at all. Okay. A Warforged city? Mm. Like only, only Warforged, just your kind? Yes. No. Never. Neither did I until yesterday. That's a thing? That's a real, actual thing? Aye, but you should not be speaking out loud about it after this conversation. This is between me and you. Yeah, yes, of course. Wait, are you, are you thinking Your about entire city was burned to the ground. What were your emotions? You never answered the question outside of your heartbreaking. What did you do? What have you done? What did um, you decide was the best choice of action after you watched your entire city, family, and friends burn? 
after sadness came self-blame and after self-blame came anger and after anger came revenge and you seek your revenge and you got it Not yet. <laughs> yet. Yet's a good way to put it, I suppose. I will, though. Mm. Like Where I told you, you and, and the group. The curse breaker. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I understand that you need time. But just know, you have three friends who care a lot about you and will be here for any, any decision you make. Because I personally know what you're going through. And I just tap him on the, uh, on the armor a couple times. As you tap him on the armor, a little voice in your head speaks up. Digim of vengeance. Show him, sanguine one, what the victor of the blood can do. After all, that's a lot of blood, is it not? Perhaps together you could show him what vengeance is all about and he can help you on your own vengeance and you can become a little more powerful wouldn't you say yes yes this vengeance he asks for seek it out for him Seek it out with him. Kill them all. Sanguine one, kill them all. The voice kind of quietens in your head. Are you alright? <laughs> yeah, I just... Drank a lot last night. Mm. Oh. Like I said, We'll do anything you want, 19. Hey. He's still sitting propped with his chin on the shovel. I'm assuming you would. We've had nothing but a good connection since we met Drift. You're young. I'm young. You're small. I'm big. <laughs> You're 19. I'm 19. I mean, from that moment on, I felt like we were both 19. Mm. But, uh, I have some bad news. What is your bad news? Could it get worse? He looks at him for the first time. I turned 20 in a few days. <laughs> so we won't both be 19 anymore 
puts his head back on the shovel, looks back down. It's your birth date, my boy. Is that the case that you're speaking? Yeah. Yeah, in three days, I've been counting. Mm. Well, what do you think of all this, Drift, the curse breaker? What do you think are the right decisions? What do you think a well-bodied individual like myself should do? Sadly, only you know the answer to that. Mm. But if I were in your shoes, I lean forward to him. I'd kill every last one of those motherfuckers. And I lean back. Just as you plan to kill anybody that burned your city? Every single one. How long has it been since your city burned? How old were you? When it happened. Fourteen. How many years is that, fourteen? It's been five years. Five years? Since they killed my parents. My you sister. not yet seek your revenge? The company of masks is a lot like the blood grips. They're, they're huge. They're constantly moving. Mm-hmm. I'm just one person. I- so you have to be tactful. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Exactly. Looks at Drift again for the first time. Intactful is what must happen. I will kill Telso Bloodgrip. I will do it with my own hands. Whether he is locked away in a prison, or he is in his humble abode in this city. Whether that day is today, which it won't be. If that day is tomorrow, which it probably won't be. Or if that day is five years from now. I will be the person that kills Telcho Blood Grip. And all of his men, if I have the opportunity. But as you said, he looks at him again. It's been five years. And you need to be tactful. Something we can both learn from each other in this moment. Is it as much as you're correct? And we should fucking kill them all. I've learned that I don't think that's going to happen today, nor tomorrow. But someday. I agree with you 100%. The Inquisitor, how do you feel about him? <laughs> I just feel like he's wasting everyone's time. What does he do? Doesn't make sense. Mm. Stands there with the piece of paper, writing years. things down. A hundred years. Could you believe that? A mm. hundred years. It won't be a hundred years between myself and Telsol. I can tell you that. And I'll tell you that. 
You have people on your side, 19. I know. I've gained more friends overnight as well. Have you met Heavy yet? H Heavy? Hmm. The Warforged. It is over there. <laughs> Where really is that? Why do Warforged have such weird names? He pays that question no mind. <laughs> Heavy. I, I would love to meet him whenever. But I, I just wanted to come over here and make sure you were okay. I am. Um, he just kind of kicks the ground, takes his head off and hand off because he'd been sitting the entire time with his hand around the shovel like a, like a hard dick. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Andy. <laughs> After all that. <laughs> you got to have a little comic relief in there on occasion, all right? Anyways. He lets go of it, puts his arms down to his side. Takes the shovel out with one hand and puts it over his shoulder. We've got a lot to do, Drift. I have a lot to do. What was the conversation between you, Eero, and Rin back there? <sighs> to sum it up, Eero and I, we want to do something about it. And Rin just thinks it's yeah, She doesn't want to do anything, correct? She wants to leave, correct? Well, She'd like to run away, correct? I think it's about time we find out who Rin really is and why she's always wanting to run. I've grown fond of Rin. Quite fond. But if we're going to continue traveling together, she needs to be honest with us. When, he... when we were in the tavern and she was telling me she didn't trust Teltrol. Remember? Yeah. She said they were bad. Remember? Yeah, but... Wait. You think... What has she ever told us about her? What do we know about Rin? She makes amazing tea. He looks at him, scowls a little bit. What else do we know about Rin? I know things about you. I know things about Eero. And I obviously know things about myself. I've grown very fond of Rin. She's taught me a lot. I mean, I'm sure if we asked her... You, as a group, we all need to be forward with her about what her intentions are outside of being stuck with these and the bracelet, and I shake it. If these bracelets weren't where, do you think she'd be with us? I, 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 I mean, she got me a statue. She, I think she really likes me. I'm not saying I distrust her. I'm saying she's hiding things. And the only reason I know that is because she taught me how to understand when people are hiding things because of Teltrol blood grip. I'm sure if we just, you know, we can go ask her. It's not that simple, and you know that. I think she would, you don't think she would have told us if... No, I don't. I mean, what could she be hiding? Maybe you I don't think she's... Know. Like a man or something funny like that? <laughs> I don't think that that's the case. But I think it's high time 
that when we figure out what we're doing to leave this city, we find out exactly why she's decided to stay with the group. Because I would like to believe that if we didn't have these braces on our arms, that she would have went on her own way. And I think she would agree with that. But she's here now, and we're all stuck together. Unless we want to die by the hands of Hasmol. Okay, let's... I think what we need to do, because you asked me what I think we need to do. I think trying to do anything with Telsul blood grip at this point in time is a waste of our time. As much as I want to see him dead, and as much as I want to put him in his grave, we both know, especially after the conversation with our wonderfully so delightful Inquisitor, that that's not going to happen. And most likely, I will end up being killed. Was that sarcasm? Mm. <laughs> nice. It's obviously that I would be going to my death and bringing you three with me. I've learned a lot on this day, Drift the Cursebreaker. Sir, Drift the Cursebreaker. Now, well, Drift to me and always will be. All right, that's okay. Well, they added a sir, so I'm just letting you know the full thing so you can, you choose what you want to call me though. If you want my honest opinion on what we should do, we should get on with this. Shakes his arm again with the bracer. Cause once I, once we start taking care of what Hasmol wants us to do, is likely when we will gain more power. And when we have more power, we can seek out our vengeance on the people that have done us wrong. And we'll kill them all, right? We will kill every last one of them, and I will help you. And he extends his arm to drift. <laughs> Throws the shovel over the other shoulder. Come. We must grab the rest of the group. We're going to sit on John's porch and have a conversation about what our next move is. Let's do it. I get up from the handshake and uh, walk over to the group. The group is minus one. Just me. Ero dear. Yeah, I'll go over there. Ero dear is Sorry not about there. the hard cock thing. I just don't know why. Never apologize. Now you have to reference it every episode somehow. It's yeah. Vision. Um, I don't think that'll be a problem somehow for Tiger. <laughs> it was a th it was a there was the tightest thing, the last tightest thing I've ever gripped that was in the shape of a circular shovel situation. So. Cool. Okay, you don't need to. All right, justify it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, you, you guys, uh, you're not even a little sorry. <laughs> you're not. Hey, uh, that Iridir is missing. Iridir, where are you going? Except it's um, not two hands. Yeah, I'm. I'm just the whole time. I'm just continuously muttering about Rin. Um, as I as I walk to a main road and I head. Uh, to the Guild of Knowledge. Yes. I assume <laughs> that I would have had to stop and ask for directions at least three or four times. Absolutely, yeah. Well, 
you uh you do a little you do a little wander around town but you can very easily everyone is susceptible to your charismatic charms and also um everyone is going kind of that way so it's a lot easier to move through the town luckily for you as you uh as you leave the farm and wander off um and head towards the uh the guild of knowledge um eventually you um and probably you will have passed it at some point in this again it's a pretty freaking large um building the guild of knowledge um is uh, a bit like a university campus kind of thing um it's a a central library for roseguard as well there's scholars and wizards that um run visit and live this within this guild like uh their entire lives um without kind of ever leaving the walls um it's a massive and vast three-story big sort of timber framed stone building with these massive dark wooden arches um that are very old and weathered there are walls that are cracked and covered in ivy it's completely set apart um in places it's gated um to to gain access to to find your way around to the actual entrance way um this is one of the only buildings in town where there aren't just people flooding out and joining into the the stream of people heading north towards the festival ground um and there are um as you approach it and find it and wander around until you see what you believe to be the main entrance there's um several entrances but there is a big uh, relatively obvious main welcoming area up a large set of stone stairs that you um approach from the front of the building and you wander into this sort of like massive um foyer foyer if you say it in american um <laughs> and uh no one says foyer dude i've heard it in movies and it freaks me out it's like when like when tiger says a thing of stuff or whatever it's disgusting it's fucking weird dude it freaks me right out mm. uh you uh you wander in to this uh this this huge kind of foyer which i will call it now um the there is this it's a gigantic room um it's a it's a big square room it's high roofed and there are several spiraled uh, staircases that lead up to the floors above and there's a massive lavish carpeted staircase at the re rear of the room there are about 25 doors in this um, area that lead into corridors or other rooms and chambers here there's a big marble floor which is quite grand and, and um, the, it shows somewhere um, there's a pretty obvious um, circular desk with several robed scholars moving about in. You can just see these these sort of wizards and scholars moving in and out of doors, carrying books and quietly shuffling across the floor, for the most part ignoring each other or with their noses deep um, in a book of uh, varying sizes. Some some of the uh, um, people here are, are dragging along um, carts filled with books. You also notice that the majority of people here are smaller um it takes a moment for your eyes to kind of adjust but the 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 population of gnomes in here is high um at the uh central desk there is a um almost everyone here is wearing similar looking robes but there is a um a 
bespeckled gnome um, staring at you as you walk in um, and watching you as you pass across and slapping your feet down on the ground very loudly and not shuffling. Um, you stand out very obviously as a um, unrobed, kind of just normal civilian walking in off the street. Um, <coughs> and uh, he, uh, he kind of watches you walk over. He's got these brown robes on, shaved head, speckles, uh, spectacles on his eyes, and he's just watching you approach. Ah, good day. Yes, total. Um, are you the person I should speak to if I'm making some inquiries about uh, some information? That would depend on the information you are looking to find out. My name is Desk Gnome Femi, and I would uh, like you to read this. F-E-E-M-I. Uh, he pushes, uh, he twists and pushes a piece of parchment across the uh, <coughs> table towards you. He says, this was something that you need to read first. And he sits back and, and looks up at you. On the parchment, it says, um... It says, to access the basic library, you will need to pay a fee of 50 gold pieces. To rent books, it will cost 15 gold pieces per book. To have a scholar locate a book for you, it will cost you five gold pieces. And to have a scholar study a subject on your behalf, it will cost 10 gold pieces per day. 10 gold. Those are the prizes. Gain access to the world's greatest library. Um, may I ask you a question before I proceed here? Certainly, sir. Uh, well, do you keep records of, uh, well, people that are known to live in the city over years? We keep records of everything that there is to keep records of that we have access to. So people that pay their taxes and such that live here in Roseguard. Taxes are a relatively new thing here in Roseguard, yes, but we have somewhat uh, got access to the taxes. It is enforced by the military, and they also have access to the taxes and names. What is it that you seek, sir? I'm trying, I'm trying to find some people. Uh, last name is Kalius, and I was wondering if there would be any records, uh, if they had lived here at least for a time. And I'll pay whatever I have to, I suppose. He says, uh, <coughs> taps the pot and says, Cost you five gold pieces, and I can have one of our uh, gnomes find the book that you look for that has information. It may take some time. Very well. Mm, then we will do this then. Uh, and he clicks his fingers. Um, there's a, a a gnome that starts to move across the floor towards you and he's dragging a cart behind him and his robe is like easily two sizes too big for him. Um, he's a little smaller than <laughs> Desk Gnome Femi. 
um, and he uh, uh, he's dragging this cart and it kind of creaks a little as he moves over and shuffles towards you. Um, he looks up at the desk gnome and says, Blasphemy. Um, this gentleman here would like you to find a book for him. Tokyo, uh, this is Scholar Giddy. Scholar Giddy will find a book that you need. If it takes longer than a day, then... He taps the part where it says uh, 10 gold pieces per day. Then the price will go up. If it is difficult to find, Giddy may have to find the deeper archives. If it is taxes and just names that you look for, I am sure Giddy can find it before the end of the day. Isn't that right, Giddy? Yes, that's an arm female. I would do that. He looks up at you expectantly. How can I help you, sir? Well, yes, I'm looking to find, I guess, uh, well, uh, in the last few decades or so, if anyone by the last name of Kalius has lived here. Kalius? Lived here? On the guild? In... Do people... Never mind, I don't want to know. In Roseguard. In Roseguard? Okay. I can do that. <laughs> you said that he wanted taxes information. He said that he wanted taxes information at first. I well, I assume if someone lives here, they're paying taxes. If the two are mutually exclusive, I just need that information. So if taxes are the fastest way to do that, I was just trying to find the quickest route. I believe a large gentleman with a club knocks on the door and takes the server from the civilian. Uh, don't do much writing down, but I can find his names for you, sir. If you could, that would be excellent. I would if very much appreciate it. They are in one of our. And I'm sorry, books. what was your name again? I'm Scholar Giddy. G I D I. Scholar Giddy. Right. right. Yes, uh, you can call me Eero. Eero. Okay. Kalius is spelled how, sir, please? Uh, Kalius. It's, uh, C-A-E-L-I-U-S. And, uh, do you have any other information on his people or just his name? How many Kaliuses do you want to find? As many as I can. Hmm. Okay. And that is it? They're just a name that you have? Unfortunately, that's all that I have. You do not know where they are from, or what they look like? No. Uh, okay, I will find this name. Any books that I find, I will bring here at the front desk. You can ask the desk gnome on duty at the time. Uh, what is his name? Iridir? You write it down? Yes, I've written it down. Iridir, you can uh, pay me the five gold pieces now. If it takes <laughs> Giddy longer than a day, to find it, you will be charged yes, upon arrival to find I, I understand, yes. And I'll slide over five gold pieces. Oh. Um. Perhaps something else as well. I understand that there are... Well, that uh, there are many families that have lived here in Roseguard for... Well, since the founding. Um, perhaps if you could give me any information on the Blood Grips. The Blood Grips? Yes. <laughs> perhaps uh, any information on them that you might have. Okay, there will be... Uh, 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 
please. I will be another five gold pieces. Very well. Uh, uh, Scholar Giddy, can you handle this as well? Yes, of course. I will look for the black ribs too. These are two separate subjects. I will try and... Which one would you like me to find out first? I will prioritize one over the, the other. The information about the Kaleas. Okay. I will look for them first. Secondarily, I will find information on the blood grips. It will not be too difficult. Even I know who the blood grips are. Uh, I'm not too sure you want to look into them, though, sir. I think I do. Okay. So be it. Hey, this isn't going to get me in trouble, is it? No, we're fine. You do do the job. Yes, sir. Okay, will that be all? That's all. Thank you. Okay. Good day to you. He turns around. He drags the cart behind him and just <laughs> disappears into one of the doors nearby. Um, Desk gnome Femi watches him go and says, He looks relatively uh, like a dullard, but he is quite intelligent. And fast. <coughs> I'm sure he will find the, the what you are looking for soon enough. Please try and return before the end of the day. We tend to close the doors around sundown. But you will find that Giddy uh, doesn't sleep too much. You may be able to find him after close. But do not go past his desk. Uh, yes. Thank you. It is uh, very dangerous. You must understand. To wander these libraries without any uh, assistance is quite dangerous. You could get lost for many years. Is quite a large building. Where I'm from, we don't exactly. Well, read. Uh, we, we don't. We don't have anything really like this. Yes, <laughs> you look like no, you can't I, I read quite often. Thank oh, you. Right. Yes. Well, you have uh, strange clothing on. What's your point? I thought that you were. Uh, Nobility. Somebody from, uh, perhaps outside of town. <coughs> but the way that I you am, act I am and speak. definitely from outside of town, yes. You seem more like a traveler. Is there a question somewhere? No. Very well. I'll be sure to be back before the sun sets. We will find your information if your information is here to be found. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. The, uh, the uh, shuffle of robed footsteps continue behind you. The large eyes of the gnome at the desk pierce into your back. Um, the other three... Are you still at the uh, at the farm? What are you guys doing? How long has it been? As long as you want. Depends what you're doing. If you guys are just kind of wandering off somewhere, if you're not if you're not doing anything decisive, then you can just tell me where you go, what you do in general, and we'll work. I it would out. assume we were literally just walking back to Rin. The conversation would have continued with Rin, most likely, even without him being there. Yeah. Yeah, so you guys stride over towards Rin. Iridir is missing. Heavy and Janfire are still on the stumps. Maybe like a, maybe about 10 feet away from where Rin is um, stood. Uh, they seem to be just kind of doing their own thing. There's the dog. The owl is flying around above. 
Are you all right, 19? Hmm? Where is the other one? Where's Eero? Where's Eero he stormed off. Hmm. Why did he storm off? We have differing opinions, I guess. Hmm. That does not surprise me. Well, do we have any clue where he would have went? None whatsoever, actually. Do we have any clue if he's going to come back? Nope, I don't know that either. Hmm. Um... Heavy? Heavy? Heavy turns around, I was muted. And I'm muted on two things when I mute myself, so it takes forever, I'm sorry. Are you okay? The, uh... <laughs> the, um... Uh, large form of heavy stands up mm, the grinding of his kind of composite plating um, as he stands and turns around and heads over towards you yes how can I help Janfire uh, what are we all good is your owl capable of finding people mm. uh, ki yeah kinda it doesn't really if it doesn't know who they are it's a little harder for it to do at the moment it's looking out for Fucking dwarves with a mean look on their face. So why, what? Um, do you think your owl would recognize Eero? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows you guys now. Could he you possibly see if there'd be a way to fetch him with your owl? Uh, yes, he, he doesn't speak to owls, no. Mm. But he knows of your owl at this point, I'm certain. Uh, right. Um... And what, I mean, I don't know if the owl can tell him to, mm. Are you sure I'm you sure want you to do that? We want the owl to kind of scout. Mm. I feel safer with the owl scouting if we're going to be, you know, if there's a thousand crossbow bolts waiting in well, the ring somewhere. Do what makes you feel safer. I bring this up because I think that the three of us, looks over Rin and Drift, Including Eero, when he returns, need to have a conversation that oh. we need to speak of. All right, Heavy. So, sounds like you need to get yourself some way of like long distance communication. Really, what you want to do is learn uh, some spells. There's little tricks. Um, <coughs> I'm very good with animals and I've spent a lot of time outside. So you might want to maybe get yourselves uh, some animals or some sort of like magic stones or something. Um, mm. do you want me to send the owl? Heavy. Pays him no mind. Yes, <laughs> to you. On the morrow, can we sit down and speak? Me and you and no one else. Yes. Private conversation. Mm. Uh, of course, but... In must... public, though. It's fine, I understand. Mm. Why tomorrow? Today it's only just begun. Mm, because me and my friends have a lot to discuss and to do today. Hmm. And likely, we will need to finish it. And maybe later tonight, maybe we could have a... Anything we can drink. I've seen these three drink things back and forth and the pleasure they get from it. Do we yeah, get no yeah, sustenance we, like we that? We should get some drinks in, right? Perhaps we can go and ask that guy that runs the, the farm now. Oh, Perhaps we shouldn't be asking them of anything, considering no, yeah, how much has right. been taken from them. Yeah, no, you're right. Okay, well... I'm sure Eero went back to the inn to perform. If we just go there, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure he'll be there. 
Maybe we can talk on the way there. A little farther behind the group, Heavy. Maybe we can let them get to know Janfire a little better and we can get to know each other a little better as we take the next half an hour to walk back to the inn. Well, I'd say all of you. We are leaving tomorrow after the festival, of course. We are only halfway through our duties. Something I'd like to speak with you about. Your duties. And not very difficult, but yes. Mm. Well, what do you say, Rin? Are you willing to come with us, or would you rather stay at the farm? Well, I'm only here for you. So, mm. yeah, I'll come with you. Mm. And Drift, I assume you'll come. Janfire? Yeah. Uh, I mean, sure. How about you a drink? How about that, Janfire? Okay, salt. Sure. Mm. I need to speak with one person before we leave. And that's it. And then I'm ready to go. Who's that? He uh, points over at the house. And as he points over at the house, he points uh, through the window. This guy, I would assume, Brad's probably okay, is kind of like muttering back and forth with the Inquisitor. 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 Mm -hmm. Wow. Why can't I say that word? Um, I need to speak with Beneth. He's who will run this farm now. I'm going to say my goodbyes to him. Well, this is the last time I plan to be at this farm ever. That all right with you? Four. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I don't care what you do. Just, I just mm -hmm. want to get out of here anyway. I don't trust it. He walks away as he's saying that to the house where the Inquisitor and stuff's at and where Brett Bennett's at. Mm -hmm. I want to try to get Bennett's attention. Yeah, you can, I mean, you can just walk in. The front door is open. You can hear, um, you can hear Inquisitor Sath speaking to Bennett and he's kind of looking in a book and Bennett's saying, uh, and uh, this is where we found um, Inquisitor Bennett mm. I apologize for interrupting Inquisitor I need a moment of Bennett's time I'm leaving mm. Okay um, Bennett turns around uh, Yes 19 Private conversation Right yeah okay we'll just He points out the door and steps out and maybe moves around the building towards one side maybe where the tree was that you guys were originally met last night Bennett uh, yeah okay we've only grown to know each other for a very brief period of time yeah well you've and done I a lot back this, with this I'm sorry that I have caused this in any sort of form I know you say that I didn't, but things have consequences I've come to learn. I will not be returning back to the farm ever again. Oh, okay. Why? This is the last time I'll see you, Bennett. Um, again, it's not your fault. You don't. It's not about it being my fault. It's about the things I need to do. He extends <coughs> a hand to Bennett. When he grabs his hand, 19 pulls him in and hugs him. He hugs you back, but he says, if you're going after the blood grips, you shouldn't. Mm, I'm not. Not yet, at least. You'll know when that time comes. Because the next time you see me at this farm, 
You'll see me with his head. Right. Well... You're young. All I ask you to do is survive. And keep this farm alive. In yeah. John's name. Yeah. There's a lot of... Do what he did. ...people relying on me. But if you want to come back, you've got a home here. Mm. Sound was never my home. Mm. The only person that ever treated me well here was all of you and John. Other than that, this city is shit. And that's obvious after everything I've seen in the last two days. I suggest someday you take everybody on this farm and you get far away from here. Start your own community. Because as you can see, this town is nothing but death. Well, I mean, I don't know how far we'd get out in the wild. There is a bunch of rampaging orcs out there. There's all this mess with some city that burnt down. But I'll take your you words. have my it. word, Benneth. But someday, if I live, I will help you to create that community. <coughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it's going to take... I mean, I've got to work out how to feed all these people. I don't even know half of the contracts John had in the town. Pulls him back in again and hugs him. You'll figure it out. Yeah. You're as strong as John always was. You were his best friend. Well, I don't know about that. Stop it. I don't want to hear another negative thing come out of your mouth when you're in front of me. <laughs> it's time for you to grow up more than you already are. You have to do this for John and for you and for these people. Yes. I do, and I will. And I uh, appreciate these words. And again, this isn't your fault, and you can come back. You don't need to say that anymore. I understand that it's not my fault, and I know exactly whose fault it is. Mm. Okay, well, whatever you're going to do, whatever it is, good luck. And honestly, I hope you do come back one day. He reaches in to the little satchel that he carries all of his shit in. Like, kind of like, it's not even really a satchel, almost like non-seeable. Because of how big he is, because it's so small. He pulls out... <laughs> pulls out a fan. Or like this, like, long little piece, and he unfolds it, and it unfolds into like a... Like one of those fans you'd fan yourself with, with a sleeping cat on it. <laughs> Take this. And don't ever forget me. I don't think I'll forget you, 19. Mm. I don't have much to give you. But keep this until I return years from now. The cat comes running up onto my shoulder, lets out like a like a meow <laughs> at the little fan I gave to him. Mm. And also kind of gets like a weird fucking emotional feeling takes the cat off his shoulder <coughs> I need you to keep this I need you to keep this cat safe yeah sure what's one more mouth to feed eh mm. if this cat dies I'll kill you myself Bennett <laughs> <laughs> alright uh, does it have a name it does 
It has a name. What's Crine. Crine. Nine now. <laughs> All right, nine. I get it. Nine if it runs from nine. you and comes back to me, there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah, I'm pretty good with cats. Come here. It goes over to him and he strokes the top of its head. I just worry that if this cat comes with me, it'll just be something that I will... It's a little emotional in his voice. It's just something that will end up dead because of me. I'll look after the cat and these people and you go do what you gotta do, yeah? Hmm. I would assume that if this cat needs to find me again, it will find me. Won't you? I scratch its head. Yeah, it kind of just paws up at you and then one, does like three turns around your leg before it goes and settles over next to Benneth. If you, and he, he's talking to the fucking cat, reaches all the way down to it. Mm. I don't know if you can understand me, but seek me out if anything ever happens to this farm. And find me if you ever need me, little one. He pats it on the head. Benneth, I must be off. And he turns and he walks away. Yeah, you walk away. You head back towards where um, <coughs> Drift and uh, and Rin is. The cat kind of curls up around uh, Benneth and he has that kind of haggard look on his face. Watching you go, he just says, Kids these days. All right, well, and he heads back into the house. Um, <laughs> and uh, that is where we're going to end today's session. Oh, no, no, no! It is time to end the session. Um, good job. You're alive. Um, <laughs> You're alive. I wasn't sure if you were going to fucking go in, you know, just be like, right, mount up. I'm gonna kill some dwarves. Um, wasn't sure. Never know. Uh, thanks I for like playing. I like to keep Blaine. you on your toes like that, Brad. This was a weird session for me because it seems like it was a really important one to prepare for, and I prepared almost nothing because I had no idea what you were gonna do as a group, each other, or individuals, or anything. I just went, I fucking guess. I'll just fucking see what they do. Um, it's really, it's been really strange to prepare for some of the things you've done in this city, but it does keep me on my toes and I enjoy it. Uh, good job though. You did some, uh, you did some, you did some things. Also, you found out that the Inquisition just knows everything. Also, for the record, they've been dealing with these guys for ages. And uh, I've had this whole fucking like two pages of Inquisition stuff that I've just been looking at week after week. Um, congratulations on uh, telling the Inquisition about that bracer. That's God cool. damn it. Ah, uh, <laughs> he's so honest. I know, it's so good. Um, I haven't even had a chance to like ask him to not be either. I still feel like you guys have barely even looked at those braces properly. We you haven't. Been so caught up in like all this other stuff. Um, <laughs> still got two books to read. Hero's looking into some uh, some people. Some people. I know. Yeah, Hero's. Longer. I know. Hero oh, backstory. And uh, yeah, I love how everyone's like, oh man, we don't know anything about Rin. You don't know anything about Hero either. You don't know anything 
anything about Eero either. <laughs> like, he's just not acting super suspiciously. That's all. Uh, yeah. Whereas Rin was like, hey, that fucking kobold, blah, 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 I'm going to go and have a secret meeting with these fucking crazy people over here. Um, but you still, like, re you know more about Rin than you know about Eero. At least out of character, uh, kind of. Um, still, we'll see. We'll see what the gnomes dig up, if the gnomes dig up anything, and um, and we'll find out possibly next time, depending on how long it takes the gnomes to look up stuff about books. This city is not very old, by the way. Remember, it's like it's like it's like 500, 600 years old. It the the idea of taxes and stuff is pretty new people have not even been taxed right. until you know how old the united states is yeah i know and i've been referencing that kind of in my head a lot but the united states had a lot to fucking start with whereas this fucking place didn't is the other way they just they, like the united states is just a fucking like mitosis done she's made another one whereas this place <laughs> had to kind of start from fucking scratch this one came fucking crawling out of the fucking sea um so i've been trying to do that but they did have some stuff it's been, it's a weird thing to 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 make. It's like an early city that is functioning and did have a lot of knowledge to start with, but didn't have a lot of stuff and didn't know. And then they had to build the structure and ba ba da ba ba da. And then all these gangs moved in, and then a war ended, and all the gangs started to get stronger. And that's um, it's a deep Good. theme. It's a deep theme in this in this whole thing because the Company of Masks was the first gang that you met. They blew up a fucking town. Dude, um, saw them right off the bat. They blew up three, and they are not too different to these kind of these gangs in this town. Um, maybe we'll encounter them one day, but it won't be anytime soon. That's for sure. Oops, look behind you. They're in the town. They're killing oh everyone. God. While you were outside of the walls, everyone was killed in the town. I'm kidding. Uh, let's do a quick <laughs> round of shout-outs. <laughs> maybe. <coughs> maybe. Uh, let's do a quick round of shout outs um, where you can find these wonderful people and then we'll see you next week let's start with Mr. 19 who are you in real life hi in real life I'm Andrew or a tiger rider which is still not real life if you think about it and uh, <laughs> I'm a full time uh, entertainer on Twitch uh, Wednesday through Sunday although uh, if you get bored after the show and you enjoyed my role play, I'm going to be doing more role play on my channel where I play a pirate named Valentin Brogar. Uh, I'm in the middle of a, a pretty incredible situation in a game, an Atlas, that new pirate game that came out where yes, playing a character that's a captain of a crew and it's uh, he's got a commander that's got above him it's it's gotten really 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 good lately and uh it's been pretty intense so if you have nothing going after this and you get bored i'm gonna be doing that literally seconds out i'm gonna like take a pee probably grab a snack and then i'm just gonna start jamming so if you want to come say hi to me there you can i have a twitter and instagram all that stuff like anybody else just google tiger rider you'll find just about everything you want except the things that i don't want you to see and uh thanks for watching our show these episodes have just been getting better every single week so thanks everybody hell yeah and uh what about you pb where can people find you what are you doing what me what are you doing hello you can find me at twitch and twitter at pumpkinberry you can also find me here twice a week tuesdays and now again on fridays where i do the new masks show yay and that's that's it 
And what about John Sandman? All right. So you want to follow John on Twitter? There it is. You want to follow John on Twitch? It's in chat. Thank you to the mods. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for watching, guys. Love you very much. <laughs> I'll see you soon. Uh, amazing role week. play, by the way, uh, today, John. Like, thanks. I just have to say that. That was really awesome. That thanks. thing, and you in 19, it was very intense. It was like, I was happy. I was, and then I was. That motherfucker keeps visiting good. me when I yeah. least oh, expect God, it. It's so good. It's, it's so always good. random, and it's like, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last but not least, Mr. Wack Stevon. Hey everybody, Stefan. Stefan. I'm uh, Wax Steven, normally the DM or GM of Doom on many shows here on this channel. Um, thank you guys as always for hanging out and watching and participating and being with us tonight. Much appreciated. Um, I had a good time uh, doing some role play today. And if you guys like what I do here and you want to see me in the more DM-ly capacity, uh, you can check out a bunch of the other things that I do on um, on uh, Friday. We've got Halcyon Unbound. That's episode number one Be of the Masks show. So make wow. sure you check it out. We did a uh, we did setting and character creation and everything uh, last Friday, and um, everybody uh, is gonna fucking destroy me because there's a lot of time, time travel stuff going on, and I hate it, and it makes me want to die. Yeah. Um, but that makes everybody else happy, so I'll just die <laughs> for your happiness. That's well, the way you, that you could have put it off the table. I'm just saying. It's I, I get it. I get it. Um, <laughs> but uh, regardless, um, I do that. And Saturdays, uh, I've got a show called Crash City, cyberpunk stuff. Um, I think we're going to be off this Saturday because of PAX South, unfortunately. Um, Sunday, we've got uh, Spark of Eternity, another D&D fifth edition uh homebrew setting um that's starting to ramp up and yeah. um on monday we got sector 49 which is judge dread in the worlds of 2080 brad's on that jay's on that it's good stuff come check it out i play an irishman um thanks for playing players i just realized you always, my you always crap out you uh, always like die at the end brain, i'm like i'm super tired thank you um, like, thank you it's been really the, my night. day right this is the thank thing you, you all you lot are fucking on the other side Good of the world night. where it's not my 1am for you i woke up I'm fucking so edited a fucking video did a whole stream ran a fucking game at the and it's fucking one in the morning all right you're lucky i'm fucking able to speak vaguely thanks very much for watching peeps love you and love you guys uh, let me remind y'all that we've got a discord where people discuss things and talk about things all the time and it's awesome everybody that's in the dark fire discord discussing things i'm usually peeping on it sometimes i go in there and chat shit i, I always feel a bit weird talking because i know all the answers you guys are like oh what if this happens blah, blah, blah. and i'm like yeah well this would happen <laughs> but i've been like, watching it a lot it's really interesting to it's watch so yeah. it's cool. so good it's come, so good watching everyone go in there come and discuss uh, who we think that people Eero, are discussing looking things and everything oh, so because good. i want to i want to brainstorm i'm a real big fan of everybody that's been on our discord it's so fucking great um for all of them as well i love going into all the other ones i mean i don't go into the ones i'm not in because pff, no okay i'm no not in it um also a quick reminder because i haven't shouted out in a while we have a patreon with a load of stuff on and we got all these shows and we're trying to fund all these things and keep this fucking channel going and uh, one of the ways that we are able to do that is through our Patreon, which we have a lot of cool gifts that we throw out every month. So if you're a kind of a, a, 
a GM, a DM or a DM in training of some kind. There's a lot of uh, a lot of um, DM helpful things. We've got various kind of monsters and dungeons and uh, GM goodies. Um, there's some stuff for the Woin um, systems as well. And I guess masks. Whatever systems we're running, there's usually stuff that we throw up on there. There's uh, access to all the MP3s on there at the moment as well. And uh, you can do stuff like throw an NPC in the game, um, which was Brad needs the, so uh, many for Darkfire. The Janfire, Yuffie, uh, um, and uh, and uh, Baminos were all NPCs that were submitted by people that. Um, created a red shirt basically on uh, on the Patreon. Um, so there's a bunch of cool things over there um, for GMs and non-GMs alike, and I appreciate everybody that is supporting us on all these things. Thanks you, everybody, you're, you're keeping us keeping us afloat. And um, yeah, if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be able to do it. Uh, well, we would, but it would be a lot more difficult to do. Um, just, it would just be like it would just be pure There's love. There's only so much ramen and peanut butter I could eat. That's <laughs> uh, uh, not would... what you said when I dressed up like a dog the other day. Okay, then, and that's the end of the stream. Thank you so much for hanging out. We'll see you next week at the same yeah. time. Thank you very much again at the core of it all uh, for just watching the shows and uh, and hanging out with us. You guys are awesome. Peace out. We'll see you next time. Remember episode one of something is this week. So Halcyon City on Friday. <laughs> no, Halcyon Unbound on Friday. I know, I, I was going to say Identity Crisis as well before that. Uh, Halcyon Unbound. I'm not in it, okay? All right, I want it to be in it and I'm not in it. And so I don't care what it's called. It's on Friday, it's Halcyon Unbound. See you then. Peace out. Bye. <laughs>